0: Welcome to Jim's BBQ. Can I take your order?
1: Ball stain built. Oh in my God! You would yeah. have had some fucking duck butter. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Where the hell is your robe? You're supposed to be in costume. Start again. Gotta go. The
2: Brody um, family is well-seasoned and is perfect meat for
1: sharks. Well, of course, they, they're around that salt air all the time. They're, yeah, oh.
3: yeah, they're tender, well-brined, and uh, <laughs> let them rest for about five to ten minutes after cooking. Wow. Wow. Like Ellen goes chumming
1: with her granddaughter. <laughs> yeah, with her granddaughter. Yeah, um, it was more like
0: she would like, dunk her granddaughter in the water like a tea bag. <laughs> he may as well have just been like, and then, a chat on a turtle.
1: <laughs> Psychic grandmas, a dinosaur voice shark, fucking Michael Caine cheating death along with Mario Van Peebles. Hello and welcome to episode
2: 236 of Jim's BBQ Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Dylan. Oh, I'm Sean. You <laughs> has got a question mark. And, of course, we have returning guest uh, host, the lovely and talented Miss Elizabeth.
0: Hello. I'm a host. Guest host. Guest host. Yeah.
2: A ghost. A ghost. A ghost. A
0: ghost.
2: Yeah. With the I, most.
0: I'm the yeah. ghostest with the mostest.
1: And, uh, better, than being a, better than being a quest.
2: And after this week, uh, my rock, to say the least.
0: I'm not a rock.
2: No, but you you took care of me.
0: Always.
2: Yeah. Had quite the tumultuous week, uh Dylan.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I was concerned the same I ways, have, but glad I was concerned. Though, <laughs> I mean, I believe it. Yeah. I would be yeah, too was, if I were in your position.
2: It was fun. It was interesting. It was uh it was great to see a lot of um people in the medical profession do such a great job. Let's okay. just say that.
1: Um yeah, yeah, all I, those doctors and nurses, they're like, you know generally uh pretty good at what they do reliable people people you yeah. should listen to
2: yeah yeah um uh, yeah uh basically i, I had a uh, instance of some uh, high blood pressure and uh it was uh caused enough concern that i went to the emergency room on uh, last tuesday and uh got some testing done and then had an angiogram done all through the course of the next couple days and everything came out good and my blood pressure's back down and uh it was a wonderful time
1: <laughs> 10 out would we'll do it again yeah, yeah.
0: emergency room is open Everyone's yeah room wonderful- is open.
2: people
3: are down here and they're having a wonderful time <laughs>
2: I, I got to yeah. say, as great as the staff of the emergency room was, oh, my God, the uh, the, the, the the number of people <laughs> that they have coming in there versus the size of the emergency room uh, were very different numbers. Like, there was a lot more people coming in than what they had room for, mm-hmm. and it's kind of scary. Uh, and man i don't I don't feel like the emergency room's any place where you really want to spend a night. Let's just say that. That's my recommendation i mean, when yeah, I mean
1: like we we ha- we've had some time in the emergency room you I'm sure you recall myself ah uh, yes,
2: yes, one of our highest rated episodes. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Hey, a lot of people listen to the episode to hear about your your um, That's true. Your mugging and out of a lot of concern for you. You know? Yeah. So I, I say that a little bit in jest, but it's true. I mean, a lot of people listened to that episode because they were worried about you and wanted to hear what happened. And it was a it was a, it was a good um, cautionary tale, if you will.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I hope everybody will feel the same about Mike uh, getting over this little uh, issue with his ticker, possibly. Yeah, yeah. so I mean,
2: yeah, I I don't have any um, heart issues, as best as they could tell. There was no blockages or anything like that. Uh, The the angiogram, basically, uh, what they do is, and this is the part Liz isn't going to like, is they and it's so quick. It was about 20 minutes long and they numb your wrist really quick. And it's like a hot poker right into your wrist. And then they shoot this thing up into your, into your vein and it goes up to your heart. And it's within seconds that it's there and the doctor's looking at everything. And it's the, the best I could say is if you've ever seen the movie inner space, uh, where no. it travels, or if you've gone to Disney World and done the Body Wars ride, they hmm. ca- you travel kind of like through all the arteries and shit and oh, check everything Oh, yeah, man, that out. sounds
1: gnarly. Wasn't uh,
0: Inner Space Dennis Quaid?
1: <laughs> I b- was it? I
0: think so. Oh. Martin uh, oh,
1: Great. Uh, don't bring, uh, don't mention him right here, commercial. okay? Please don't mention him here again so within his cocaine habit if they did the angioplasty (laughs) into dennis quaid during jaws 3 they would find just like just like flows of cocaine moving through his body not not
2: angioplasty keep in mind angiogram angiogram
1: excuse me just
2: went through and looked at everything and it was i was in and out of there within what 15 20 minutes and it was that the folks there in that department were wonderful and amazing. The nurse that helped me out was great.
0: Mm-hmm. The uh, prep was longer. What
2: the prep? Was the longer. prep and the the after the fact were very long. Um, one of the things that <laughs> there was a couple funny things that I'll get I'll get to in a second. <laughs>
1: but um, so wait, nobody the, came in and was like, "Oh, we need to transfer this guy to the vet." No. <laughs>
0: No, or so, uh, no, um, what is it, a cryptozoologist showed up and said, uh, we understand you have a specimen that we need to take.
2: No, that didn't happen either. So there's a few things, There, there's a few things that occurred and um, that were kind of uh, funny in retrospect, I think. Uh, and then one other thing I'll describe. So go, like, first I'll go back to the angiogram. Um, so... When I went to the emergency room and everything, I was there overnight and um, by about midday the next day, which was, it would have been Wednesday, uh, they wanted me to do this stress test, which it took several hours for them to get this like put together so I'd be able to do it and everything. And basically it was just um, walking briskly on a treadmill uphill. That's the best way I can describe it.
0: And that's really the only one that you had a little bit of concern but honestly, and it was minimal concern. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anybody that I personally know that doesn't get winded walking uphill, on, like on a steep incline.
2: Yeah, Sean, I mean, it was like if you think about it, like when we just went to Peach Music Fest, walking yeah. up the hill from the peach stage to the mushroom stage mm-hmm. at like, and at the top speed that they wanted me to go at for a bit, going like three and a half miles per hour up the hill. Hmm. So that's a pretty brisk pace, brisk pace going up uh, that hill. Yeah, like walking up that hill, and you know, I, I mean, I carry a are little. You're going bit of down the hill? No, sorry, just I just like, had to
1: put in another Kate Bush reference.
2: <laughs> no, or whatever going, it is, just going up the hill, sir. Um, so they did that, and uh, they they were like, "All right," so they sent me back to the emergency department. And I'm just sitting on a gurney, these uncomfortable gurneys for a guy my size, for another couple hours before somebody actually comes to see me. And it's this PA from the cardiology department. And she's like, well, you everything looks good, but we see this one area of concern, and we want you to get an angiogram done, to, and we want to check this little uh concern out just to make sure that everything looks good because we're seeing just like a little bit of an odd rhythm in one spot i'm like all right she's like we want you to stay here though till noon the following day i'd already been there since midnight the previous like night so and it was like two thirty in the afternoon so i would have been there for another like 24 hours
0: and it wouldn't be it would have been in the emergency department in not the, admitted because they didn't yeah. have any beds to admit him
2: yeah so no bed just trying to sleep on this incredibly One, uncomfortable yeah. gurney which i got no sleep the previous night on
0: in an overcrowded emergency room
2: with things beeping constantly
0: and people moaning and
2: screaming right. and crying and yeah, and I you can't fault them for that and puking and doing all sorts of other shit and it was it was a, like really like a situation where I was just like I really I don't want to stay here. I was like I will come back for the test tomorrow, but I do not want to stay here. So she described the whole test and everything to me, and I'm like I will come back for it, but I'm not staying here. <laughs> This is me, like, dude. You you know how level headed I am. I was at like my breaking point, of really just like Sean could tell you when he picked me up. I was like really out of sorts. Yeah, you were he was pretty done. Yeah, he. I mean, he picked me up because it, it was right around the corner from where he works, and he picked me up to bring me home. And he and I was just like. Even like at one point, like there was like a traffic stop and I got like really frazzled. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Sean, I'm just really out of sorts. And so I came home and other than like a couple of hours, I slept for like 13 hours straight. (laughs)
1: That probably felt amazing.
2: It was probably (laughs) one of the best sleeps I've ever gotten.
0: I think I think the you know, like you're saying, you had really good care. From the nurses and the doctors and the texts. Oh, the they were
2: amazing.
0: The only things that, like I, you know, I would say that were the negatives were obviously the accommodations. Yeah. Uh, and there was a little bit of uh communications problems because nobody knew what you were gonna have done next, whether they needed to let you fast or not. Yeah, you went. yeah.
2: There was something I didn't get fed at all the entire For time. I was
0: forty-eight there. hours. Jesus.
2: Yeah. So no sleep,
0: no food for two days.
2: No, it wasn't for two days. It was like it was uh, over the course of 17 hours.
0: Well, it just seemed like longer. It just seemed like you didn't have, you know, you didn't have any food. You you had very little water.
2: And uh, a package of graham crackers. No sleep. I'm not bitching about that. But, okay, so, well, going back, though, the, the, the PA came down from the cardiology department. I told her I didn't want to stay. She's like, all right, well, I'll see what I can do. She comes back like maybe a little under an hour later with like the attending uh, head cardiologist. And he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing well. And he's like, okay. He's like, I get where you're coming from. He's like, this test though. He's like, there's probably not an issue with your heart. He's like, I don't work on probably though. It's like, that's fire. That's fine and i'm like i was like i can't stay here though i was like i got no sleep last night i I can't lay on this thing it's not comfortable for me i was like i'll come back if you want me to come back that's fine he literally already had it written out he's like he hands me a post-it note with all the details he's like all right your appointment's at noon tomorrow he's like if you're if you're good with leaving i'm good with you leaving as long as you come back I'm glad I came back. I'm glad I left the hospital uh, because not only did that afford me the 13 hours of sleep that I got, it also afforded me a shower, which would come into play because um, come to find out they uh, did that injection, like I said, through the wrist. I don't know if you can see that or not. There's like a little like dot type of thing yeah, on yeah, my yeah. wrist. Mm-hmm. We can see it. Um, if they weren't able to find a vein in there, you know where they go through? <laughs> your anus? Close. Your groin. Yeah, so.
0: If they, uh, <laughs> if they can't do your carotid uh, artery. They do your femoral artery.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I get into this appointment and they're like, all right, strip down all the way down. No, None of your clothes that you came in with. I'm like, all right, no problem. Uh, put this hospital gown on. And in comes a a nurse. She's going to uh, put two IVs in. She was only able to get one. And then, like, another nurse had to come in to do the other one. But she finished up the first one. And then she's like, all right, well, as a precautionary thing, I need to shave your groin. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? I went to work on Tuesday. I washed up and got ready to go to work probably about 6.30 Tuesday morning. This was Thursday at about 1.30 in morning. Oh, you would have
1: had New some York. fucking ball stank built in.
2: Oh, my, my
1: God. You would yeah. have had some fucking duck butter.
2: <laughs> Dude, I'm just like, who in the fuck would have wanted to experience that? Well, nobody. Because I would have been literally sitting in my own filth in that ER – if they would have made me stay Shaving For... down
1: your fucking dandruff ridden groin hair <laughs> i'm For
3: sure thir- they'd have the shaved uh, worse
2: it would have been yeah. it would have been 37 hours at that point in a row yeah that i was in the emergency room <laughs> jesus plus another 12 what another 19 it would have been 56 hours <laughs> Since I had last (laughs) bathed. That would have been horrible. That would have felt (laughs) horrible for her.
0: Like Sean said, I'm sure they have encountered significantly more right and disgusting things. But that's pretty um, funky.
2: Yeah, I would have been mortified. Though, you know?
0: But they they definitely um, they definitely manscaped him. Like, Mm -hmm. Holy moly, manscaped. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "They really shaved me," and I'm like, "Well, you know, the shorter the grass, the taller the tree."
1: Hmm. <laughs> something so, likes, like, "Is there a draft in here?" <laughs> the
2: the funny like, thing,
3: uh, Doctor Evil, where he says something about like a shorn scrotum—it's quite breathtaking. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a shorn scrotum? It's quite breathtaking.
0: Well, that comes into play a little later, too.
1: <laughs>
2: With. Oh, right, right, yeah. Okay, so you do, funny enough, the, the room that they do the examination in is just ice cold. And it's all this, like, space age, like, scanners and shit. And you can look over to your left and you see them traveling through the interspace thing through your heart on a big television monitor thing it's fucking weird dude it it's and it's just this ice cold room and you're in and out of there though fast but while you're there when they do the little injection thing and all that they put this um because i mean to go into your wrist and right into that artery they put this um plastic band like your fucking wonder woman compression band it's like this compressed band around your wrist and it's holding like a bandage in place so you don't bleed out of your wrist right Mm -hmm. and you go you go back to the room that you were in where they started the ivs which is just saline and uh, every once in a while they release like a little air out of the thing using like a syringe thing that was attached to the thing it's and you're just and literally liz was just sitting there with me we're just chit-chatting and talking and talking about all sorts of things and she's uh, updating people on online
1: and stuff. So like Liz, that. this is who I would cast as Chief Brody and John. <laughs> ah! <laughs> so
2: we're there, what, like another couple of hours, and yeah. for just the recovery, waiting for them to release all this air. And it's just the same woman, and she's that. She, I was literally like one of the last people there at the end of the day. So finally, she's like, "All right, well, we could take this thing off," and then she removes the IVs and she bandage uh puts a white bandage around my wrist and uh with the gauze thing and she's like you gotta leave this on for twenty four hours. I'm like all right, no problem. I can follow directions. And she's like, all right, you're good to go. Just, you know, get dressed and you're you can go on your way. I'm like, all right, cool. Cool deal.
0: Part of the uh the oh. instructions though were no I, pushing, no pulling, no grabbing, right. no twisting or a wrist and a hand for three days.
2: Right. So thank God Liz was with me. She helped me get dressed, uh, putting clothes on, putting, putting my underwear back on, my shorts, um, my socks, uh, my shoes. And um, as we're doing that, she puts my shoes on first, and I'm sitting on the edge of the bed with, like, my boxer shorts and my shorts kind of um, up most of the way but not all the way. And Liz is tying my shoes, and as she, as she's tying my shoes, the nurse comes, like, they have curtains dividing the rooms. She whips the curtain back, and I'm still sitting there, like, balls half out. with, like, my balls out and everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because huh. he was sitting on the bed, and I didn't want him to stand up and fall down. Right. So I figured, okay, so we'll do this shirt. Boxer shorts, regular shorts, socks, shoes, and then he can stand up and we can pull up the, the boxer shorts, shorts and then tie my shorts. So he's mostly dressed except for his groin, which is like <laughs> shaved and hanging out there. Like,
1: yeah. It's like when an elephant walks by and it's just like, whoa! And,
2: oh. the- <laughs> and so she walks in, she looks, and she's like, oh, you're not ready yet. And then she turns right back around and closes uh, the curtain. It's
0: like, well, there's one more person who has seen your junk. Yeah.
2: Oh, what did I care at that point? I mean, the girl, the other girl earlier had to shave. Mike Johns, I mean, Jim
3: and the nurse there. Yeah.
1: It's an ever-growing, yeah. it's an ever-growing list. Soon Mike's going to show up on OnlyFans.
2: Maybe, maybe. Um, So, yeah, I mean, right as they're doing the test, I mean, they basically come through or they they say, oh, yeah, this looks good. You're good. You're clean. Everything looks great. You'll be good to go uh, as soon as you recover a couple hours. So I knew I knew right in the the cold room where they did the test that I was good to go. Like even as I was coming out of the room and Liz was down at the other end of the hallway, I think I yelled out to her, I go, I'm good.
0: No, the, the cardiologist who did the the thing gave me a thumbs up.
2: I said something too. Mm-hmm. Um there, I, there was I a like whole
0: gave the
1: thumbs up as they like slowly lowered him into the bol- uh-huh. the molten pit like in Terminator two. He's like, uh-huh. I'm
2: good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Do-do-do-do-do-do>.
4: oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, there were it was a crazy situation though in the room and all that stuff with the where they did the test, but it, it. I don't know if I could do justice describing it, but it was quite. It was quite the adventure I went through. Um, I'm on some new meds, um, an increased dosage of my BP meds, and some cholesterol meds, and a low dose aspirin, and fun stuff. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of lighten how much I drink and go on a better diet, and so lots of changes.
1: But probably for the
2: better. I was about to say that, Dylan. I was about to say that. All for the better. Right, hon?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, just some of the big things are uh, cutting out a lot of the sodium in our diet, which, I mean, it gets out of hand, and you don't even realize it. You don't even realize how much sodium is in the foods you eat. Even if you read the nutritional you know, label, and you're like, oh, well, that doesn't look bad. But then you don't take into consideration portion sizes. So like yeah, one ser- you know one serving is a couple hundred milligrams, but most people don't eat five potato chips. Right. And mm-hmm. you know <laughs> even some
2: of the stuff like you like you think that you're going to the store and maybe buying something that you think is going to be healthy and but you don't realize like the preservatives and stuff that they use to like for to keep it, it's going to make it, it have too much sodium or, or, and stuff of that elk, stuff that like we found when
0: we went shopping, you know? Right. Cause um, he, um, we went grocery shopping cause he's going camping and I'm like, okay, well, so this is an extra challenge of, it's not just like, oh, well we can fill the fridge full of you know vegetables <laughs> and fruit and salad and all this stuff. What can you bring camping that's heart healthy? And that's some limited options. Cause it's like, you have to bring stuff that's not going to spoil but you can't have stuff that's like jam-packed with sodium as the Mm -hmm. preservative so it's it was a little bit of a challenge but i think we did okay
4: yeah
0: um and then just you know my cooking i just need to be more conscious of salt because there's this big kick in recipes in general uh over the past probably five years five to ten years where it's like season at every step, season the meat, season the vegetables, add this seasoning, add that seasoning, more salt. And it's like that adds up. By the time you get to the finished dish, you have seasoned at every sear or boil or stir fry or whatever. And every component has had some kind of salt or seasoning added to it that really just makes the meal itself into, like, a, a walking heart attack.
2: Well, and you were even saying, like, some of, the, like, the vegan or vegetarian stuff, they heavily uh, season, and thus it ups the sodium content. Right.
1: Um, yeah, that, People that was, think... dude, yeah. like, I, I went to a, a, I went to, like, a, like, a industry party, like, metal, like, in, uh, in the, from New York, metal scene for a guy and he's vegan and I was like oh I guess I'll try all this vegan food and like so much of it is so fucking spicy because I think a lot of it doesn't actually boast a lot of inherent like native flavors so just like you know so that's why like Indian dishes and stuff like that is very popular because it's like heavily spiced food to begin with and whatnot so I'm like eating this like you know vegan like chicken slider thing or whatever and I'm like Oh my God, there's like a hole burning through my stomach because whatever they put on it was so fucking spicy. Yeah, it,
0: that's definitely one of the misconceptions that people think, oh, I'm going to eat vegan so I can be healthier. So you go to the store and you buy all these like, um, onions, alternatives and stuff or, like that. you know, meat alternatives or, uh, popular vegan dishes. And you don't realize that, you know, how they made that tofu or that soy or that whatever tastes good. They added salt. They added a lot of salt and a lot of spices and fat because natural, like plant-based fats are still vegan. That doesn't make them good for you. It just makes them vegan.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I mean, if you can't just like
1: eat avocado all the time.
0: Well, I mean, avocado is a better fat fat. Right, most others but yeah you know you don't I mean avocado oil is vegan you're not going to go glug it out of the pantry so <laughs> so I mean yeah, so it's like you know and it's not through any you know you know Mike would hold something up but he'd be like well how about this how's this and I'm like Well, take a look at the sodium and he's like oh like I said it's only 300 milligrams I'm like yeah and how many servings are in that container right yeah mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, a serving is two tablespoons and there's eight in this container. You're not going to eat two tablespoons. You're going to eat the whole container. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it's deceiving. And, you know, even the smartest person needs to take a step back and really think about it.
1: Yeah. And by the way, not bagging on anybody who's vegan.
4: No, oh, no,
2: not at all. Just it, it, it's like a either. choice, and it works yeah. for a lot of people. And maybe they found things that do work for them that maybe are healthier than some of the things we were looking at. I, I think it's with any kind of diet. I'm not saying diet like a weight loss diet. I'm saying diet like as in like what you choose to put into your body uh, for food is you know whatever. What, whatever choice you make, hopefully you pick what's good for you and, you know, stuff that's healthy and not not going to, you know, you're not just going to eat, you know, something for the sake of it being vegan. You're going to actually look at the nutritional content and make wise decisions on that, you know. I I, I mean, Sean, should I end that with a man?
1: Well, okay. I, I Mike, what mm. would you say was the worse experience? All of this stuff or Jaws the Revenge?
2: Well, I gotta say, it's funny you asked that question and I knew where you were headed. We watched Jaws the Revenge like a couple of hours before I went to the movie. <laughs> <You're like,
1: laughs> we, we were like, we watched it on my iPhone at the, in the emergency room. So we had an amazing experience watching it.
0: Uh, we could blame Jaws 4 for the entire heart, blood pressure Perhaps, incident. Perhaps,
2: maybe. It, it, was, it could have it happened. was traumatizing it could have been that um gee you know as much props as i've given um the the staff and um everybody at the hospital uh the 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 the, the um the experience of staying overnight in the emergency room was worse than the movie
1: i <laughs> yeah, see what so. But if, uh, if, if, as if we didn't bury well, the lead, we're wrapping up our Jaws retrospect here. Actually, we're, yeah. we've got one more to go, but we're done with the official Jaws movies now. Right.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. Jaws the Revenge, uh, what, 1987 uh, film? Yep. Um, starring uh, Michael Caine, <laughs> uh LaVol- Leroyne. 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 Man, I don't Le-roin,
3: know why i like my groin.
2: <laughs> I don't know why I'm having so much trouble with her Le-roin. name.
1: Alsace LeGrain.
2: Lorraine Gary. Uh, Mario Van Peebles. And uh, we'll just say uh, Lance Guest as well. Ooh, that awesome. name sounds familiar. I don't know why.
1: He was in the last Starfighter and Halloween oh. 2. Oh,
2: okay, maybe that, maybe last Starfighter. That's why.
1: Uh, Melvin Van Peebles also has an appearance in this movie, and uh, if you've seen The Sopranos, Karen Young played the FBI agent that spoke with Adriana for like part of it. Mm. Was her FBI contact in it? So nice, nice. Um, yeah, Lorraine Gary came out of retirement for this. Oy. Um Did she dir- really? Like she retired? Yep. Oh. And uh, she should have stayed retired. I agree. Uh, this was directed by Joseph Sargent, who also did White Lightning, The Taking of Pelham One Two Three, Something the Lord Made, and Warm Springs. Um. So I many
2: of those. Me either. Wasn't there like multiple versions of The Taking of uh, Pelham One Two Three?
1: Yeah, there's an old version from like the 60s with Walter Matthau, and then there was a remake with Denzel Washington, and I think James Gandolfini was in it, actually, and John Travolta, and I heard it was really bad.
2: So which one did this guy do?
1: He did Did the original one. Oh,
2: the original with Walter Matthau? Yeah. Nice. So.
1: um,
0: Now, you're saying that uh, this was the last of the official jaws movies but i seem to recall that they indicated that this jaws the revenge uh, was a direct sequel to jaws 2 uh indicating that they uh retconned jaws 3d and pretended it didn't happen so is jaws 3d not an official jaws movie or is it an official jaws movie
1: jaws uh 3d i believe is an official jaws film but if they which uh, i didn't really know about the ignoring of that um i just assumed they didn't care what they were doing with the story at this point so they were like it's fine like the, the timeline is tenuous at best um uh it's i i like to think of it as being official but more like it's almost like they made like a movie out of like the jaws ride like it was supposed to just to be like a marketable thing and 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 we're like oh we'll just make this a jaws movie like why not um no there is another film that falls into this franchise that is not an official sequel to jaws and we'll talk about that in in its episode but uh this Film Jaws: The Revenge. I guess wraps up the so in that case, I guess it's not the Jaws quad it's the Jaws trilogy because it's like Jaws one, Jaws two, Jaws: The Revenge. I I
2: I think that three is part of the the the, universe. the chronology. Yeah, yeah. E- even if it's it, you know, it's kind of like um, like how they do like the Marvel, like the the the, the Spider Verse. Right, but yeah. mm-hmm. they had the yeah, different it's
3: like a multiverse. Uh...
2: Yeah, it's a multiverse. So, like in this in this universe, this is what happens with the Brody kids, and you have Jaws three. In this one, this is what happens.
1: Um, so... my take on it is actually that who cares? This movie is insane. <laughs> I agree. I agree.
2: I'm just trying to justify it. I I think it's got a place in the in the uh, Jaws universe. And so maybe they felt so like that the, the, the third movie was so horrible that they didn't want it as part of the, the um, like they retconned it as the official canon. The the official canon. Yeah. Uh, But then they put up this piece of shit. (laughs) Okay. As if this was some sort of like, Oh, well, we're gonna make some high cinema out of this fucking thing. Okay, and then so, they did what they did.
1: So let me ask you. Ha, was, this was almost certainly a first-time watch for Liz, right? Yep. Okay.
0: I was 12 when the original when it came out in theaters, but I was not allowed to see it.
1: Okay. So I saw this. Um, this one took us a couple years to track down, actually, when we were younger, because we watched Jaws as I've said on the previous episodes, one, two, and three. Rented them from like a local video store down the shore with a friend and we watched all of them. Couldn't find Jaws the Revenge anywhere. And we finally found it. I don't know. Either he bought it or we found it at like a local video store or something like that. And we watched it. I just remember thinking like, God, this movie is so stupid. Like this is not good. I knew at a young age it was not good. But... I did have a good time watching it because I was kind of blown away by how terrible it was. And in watching it, I forgot how absolutely batshit fucking insane this movie is. Yeah. So that's my history there- with it. Did you guys see this at a young age or was this like a more re- sort of like you just saw it somewhere. And this was like a your first watch through in a few years. I may have
2: also seen this one in theaters. Oh man. <laughs> um, I mean, it I, made I, I money, thought, right? Uh, I don't think it was some, a flop.
0: It would
2: have been 10 or 11. Uh, let me see here. It made uh $51.9 $51. million.
1: $51. Against a budget of what? 23. Yeah, that's, I think a hit considering marketing was not- In 1987? In 1987, yep. I would say that's a hit. They still made, everyone made money off. Well, we'll get, actually there's, there's a certain thing that's very funny about this movie. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I and
2: the thing is, is I haven't watched this one in many years, and there were things about it. Like I remember the basic premise, but there were things about it that I definitely did not remember, Uh, or maybe I just it just didn't. I there was thoughts that I had about it what the that... incredibly
1: intelligent narrative didn't like grab you Well no there were thoughts that I had about it about like her going down to the
2: Bahamas that I thought was the reason why she went and I didn't realize like the opening the opening sequence um that that had that's what occurred or like the opening like 20 minutes of the movie I right. totally had spaced on that part. And I didn't even realize that Sean and Michael were both in this movie. Yep. Like I didn't I had no right. recollection of them in this movie. Honestly, you know who I remembered being in this movie? <clears throat> uh obviously Lorraine Gary, uh, Michael Kane, yep. and then Mario Van Peebles. That's yep. all I remembered. That's what I remembered from like recollecting about the movie before we watched it. And I had no other recollection of other people in this movie. <laughs> so, well, why don't we get started in discussing like the, the actual uh, uh, synopsis, if you will.
1: Yeah, here's... In other here's, words,
2: do your job, Dylan.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah! Um, he, like, just some further trivia about the movie. Um, oh, wait, why don't... Wait, we didn't... Sean didn't answer the question. Uh, yeah, no, I... Kind of
3: remember watching it. Um, I think a lot of the same uh, as you, Mike. I I definitely remembered Mario Van Peebles. There's elements towards the end of it that I do remember, and I remember like a lot about like the end of the movie. I forgot
1: um, how fucking insane the ending of the movie is. There's something and, I didn't realize about the ending of the movie, but we'll get to it.
2: Yeah.
3: So that's a that's really a portion of it. Somehow or another, Michael Caine was not like in my memory uh, of the movie all that much. <laughs> like I don't know how, uh, but I because I I I didn't see this in the theater. I think maybe caught it on TV a bunch, but yeah, I mean like. Michael Caine's character uh it was like Michael Caine playing every character that he plays in every other movie he's in Uh, it uh, for some reason it it just was one of those things that didn't like uh I I I was I was basically refreshed on
1: by watching what an amazing thing to forget That he's
3: in this movie. Not that I forgot that he's in the movie, but I think that it's like I knew he was in the movie, but I think just like his involvement and like the particulars about his character, I I didn't have full recollection of. I mean it's I mean it's probably been fifteen to twenty years, maybe I would say, since I've seen this.
2: If not. I would say at least. Yeah, at least. Uh,
1: well, speaking of Michael. Well, opinion, so
2: I mean, you're kind of like in the same boat as me, Sean. Like, no pun yeah. intended. That, like, I had no recollection of like characters in the movie. Yeah, but I remembered Michael Caine being in it and him kind of being the love interest of uh, Ellen. But I like how I didn't remember that the sons were in the movie.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and, that, and same thing, the opening, like, scene, or, like or well, like, opening portion of it, like, I don't have recollection of. I mean, like I said, when we talked about the first movie, that's, like, on regular rotation for me. Like, right. you know, at least once a year, if not
2: maybe more than that. Sure, sure. So, what were you going to say about Michael Caine, Dylan?
1: Well, <sighs> apparently he felt weird about his character being involved with someone his own age was just, that's just kind of a a weird, creepy thing to say. And also he did not attend the Academy Awards that year because he was off shooting Jaws, the revenge. He claims to have never seen the film because he believes it to be awful, but also said it managed to pay for a house and basically went on holiday for a couple of months while they were making the movie. Like, he just was like, "Yeah, it sucks I wasn't there to accept my award, but I have this sick house now." Oh, did he actually win like the Yeah, he won an Academy Award and he was not there to receive it. Wow. wow. What makes him like bought?
0: I wonder if he like bought a house in the Bahamas. Probably. Well, it was a British colony.
1: Yeah. So. Um uh disturbingly the actress who plays leah mike's daughter uh judith barcy who also voiced ducky in the land before time was murdered along with her mother by her father in 1988 in a double murder suicide wow so that's kind of fucking weird wait the little girl yeah oh wow yeah pretty fucked up i actually Um, i might have to i might have to change a comment that i i made um, Roy Scheider and Richard Dreyfus refused to participate. Uh, as you noted, it ignores Jaws 3D, which you know, uh, I think I've already kind of like explained all the way. You know, with that kind of shit, Roy Scheider was offered a cameo, but it would have been him getting killed at the beginning of the movie and not Sean, which to me that sounds like more than a cameo, but also I'm just glad he's decided not to do that. Um, this uh, movie, yeah, so
2: uh. 1986, Michael Caine won uh, Best Supporting Actor uh, for his role in Hannah and Her Sisters. Yep. Is that, that a Woody Allen movie?
3: I think so.
1: Um, this movie yeah. introduced the oft-repeated tagline, this time, it's personal. I've used that phrase a lot, usually before I go take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> um. And this currently has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. In the novelization of the movie, yes, that exists. The shark's revenge is propelled by voodoo magic, and there are parts written from the shark's perspective. And <laughs> also, Ellen gets involved with a gangster who was later eaten by the shark. I would like to read this book. It sounds insane. <laughs>
4: now, did the
1: Everything happen- about
0: this movie is insane. Yeah. <laughs> did the book happen first or did the movie?
2: You said a novelization of the movie.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Clearly the author of that was like, man, this movie fucking sucks. Let's put voodoo and gangsters in it. Well, well
3: my, my theory, theory was make mention of voodoo uh i mean briefly like i think um what sean saying like this isn't uh or no michael saying like this wasn't voodoo you yeah.
1: know that line was better in the thing when keith david said it
0: well that was my theory like i i had some questions like not even uh, before we started maybe about 20 minutes i'm like one of my big my big continuity problems is so, in the first movie, the shark dies.
1: Yeah, the shark dies. In the died. second
0: movie, the shark dies. In the third movie, the shark died. What is there like a shark mafia? That we talked was- about yeah, this. Ellen.
1: Yeah, in the novelization, Ellen is fucking a shark mafia guy.
2: We talked about this. The shark, the sharks send out uh, notifications. It's me,
1: Shop Eddie. And this is my buddy, Nicky the Tooth sends
2: uh shark notifications out to its uh fellow sharks
1: it's it is suggested that the shark in this movie is the same shark from the first movie which defies logic because that shark's face was blown off of its body
3: i just heard that one of the uh, mafia shark actors recently died
1: yes oh man r.i.p Polly Walnuts, who was in a really bad Jaws ripoff movie called Jersey Shore Shark Attack.
2: <laughs> really? Well,
1: yes, it's yeah, pretty no. stupid, but I do enjoy it.
2: Well, not only not only uh, Tony Sirica, but also uh, James Conn. Yeah, yeah, James Conn too. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we get started in talking about this movie? We've been going for a little bit
1: yeah so we open with the shark approaching the site of the boston tea party now i'm just kidding it's new england somewhere uh, amity right it's amity Amity island Island.
2: Uh, amity island we're back to amity
1: yeah and the shark is swimming into the boat dock area to a pretty intense take on the jaws theme um i'll say this much the music is better than jaws 3d (laughs) <laughs> like oh, honestly
0: cinematography.
1: yeah honestly drop drop this at the beginning of any actually good film and it's not too bad of a start no and then it just smash cuts to a sizzling fish head so what already what's up with this why are we already back to fish heads like we started off jaws 3 with a fish head and now we get another one i don't this get
3: one it wasn't even floating there uh for the people to enjoy the 3d
1: Yeah, I
2: just got to say this credit sequence was like interminably long.
1: Yeah, it was. It was Um, like
2: very like long and just bloated. I'm just like, oh my god, just get on with the freaking movie already.
1: (laughs) Uh, Thankfully, this one is not the longest of the Jaws movies. Um, Oh no,
2: it's the shortest.
1: Yeah. So Ellen is cooking dinner for Sean, and like, what? God, I just thought the dialogue in this scene was so weird, like. It kind of, again, it made me think like, you know how Liz said there was all the weird like flirtation like going on in the third movie? I kind of felt that this, like in this scene too, except that like, this is Sean and his mom. Yeah. It it was strange.
0: It seemed very strange.
1: Yeah. Um, Sarah walked into the room at this point and remarked, is that Francis McDormand? And I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) so she uh takes a call from her granddaughter uh and michael brody uh who is a, bi- a biologist now um in jaws 3d he was like the park technician or whatever engineer engineer whatever. so yeah, yeah this in this one he's uh a biologist like well like well known apparently uh and sean is the chief of police or he's a police officer in uh amity so he followed in his father's footsteps Yep. Um, ellen is still working her real estate business uh, and they uh close out for the day and they walk out with tiffany uh sean's fiance um he goes and checks in at the station and here we see a picture hanging of chief brody and uh you know Uh, As I said, you know... There's this cameo. Yeah, Roy Scheider was definitely out, so they fridged him, a.k.a. he died off-screen. Also, somehow, Polly the secretary is still around from Jaws 1. (laughs) Baffling. Polly tells Sean to check out a drifting log uh, on a channel marker because it has to be cleared before the fishermen uh, come back. So he's going to be late. Very
2: late. Oh, but... You you forgot about the other
1: uh, call that came in. Oh, the cow tipping. Yeah, yeah. the cow. No, tipping. I did not cow forget about one. the cow tipping. I just wrote down cow tipping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know. What, what do you pick? The log out in the uh, out in the uh, the sound, or
1: you pick the cow
2: tipping? Which one do you go for?
1: The fucking cow tipping. The some yeah. other jerk off can go deal with the log.
0: Plus, it's yeah. it's Christmas. So that water is cold. I'm not going out on a boat. In what fishermen are out on Christmas,
1: like in this yeah. local town. Like, I'm not talking like you know, fucking uh, uh, deadliest catch type shit. I'm talking about like the local fishermen who go out into the area and, and come back. Like, we, we, we need the Christmas. lobster. I guess it was right before Christmas, yeah. Because you, you need to say it, in it
2: celebrated Christmas down in the Bahamas, yeah. You need to say in Mushmouth, we, we need some lobster.
1: Well, speaking of Mushmouth, here we have another one of Mike's Mushmouth members of Amity, the band director, who's just like chastising players. Where the hell is your robe? You're supposed to be in costume. Start again. Gotta go. I love these people.
3: (laughs) I love your imitations of
0: them. Yeah, I love your your Mushmouth Amity uh, accent.
1: (laughs) Anyway, Sean drives a boat out from the dock uh, area where this like right by where this Christmas celebration prep is being done. So I guess this makes Jaws of Revenge a Christmas movie, or it can at least qualify for one. Um, she goes to retrieve the Yule log from the Harbor. And I have to ask, like, was this really necessary? The log's pretty small. And I imagine a like a good boat pilot would not be going right by the buoy anyway, like, but you know, whatever. It's, I didn't write the fucking movie. Uh, And I digress because as Sean is pulling the Yule log out, the shark jumps up and bites his arm off. (laughs) Actually, it looks more like the shark handed him a really big coat with some ketchup on it. I'm like, how the hell did he like bite that dude's arm off? And he got bigger.
0: (laughs) It looks. How is that? The sleeve was still there.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I was like, I'm allergic to linen. Um,
4: So to latex.
1: I, I guess the shark thought he was cold. So Sean then gets further chomped by the shark who like could basically fly and do Kung Fu apparently <laughs> and just eats part of the boat too. Like this part was insane. Like right from the bat, It's just the editing is just like, rah, 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 like the shark is just like coming from every angle. Uh, I said the shark, like it appeared to have superpowers. And then Sean tries one more cry for help and then finally gets pulled under um smash Ah. cut to ellen looking at sean's recovered corpse at the station like no time to dwell just like here's your son's dead corpse
3: and like how much of it was left you know
1: (laughs) yeah um and i thought it was like the guy who like the officer that showed it to her he's like his things i thought you'd watch. Them. Like his acting was so bad and it sounded like he was getting aroused. Like he was turned on <laughs> by like John's dead body.
0: Was it um, the same guy who played the deputy in the first one?
1: I don't believe so.
0: Okay. Because he I, looked like him because he had the curly hair.
1: I don't know. I don't think it was that dude. So I was
2: waiting for in this scene for uh uh Mrs. Brody to look at the shark butt and go oh that's no small shark look at that bite radius
1: <laughs> because
2: apparently all the brodies are experts in bite
1: radius you know yeah i, I know it's like the defining thing of of them and their, like, they're like shark knowledge they're bite radius experts so michael and his family arrive at the house to find ellen grieving outside and also notice this fucking lady from Jaws 1 is still around too. The lady who's like eternally tan, you know, like mm-hmm. she's on the beach and then she's at like the town hall. And she's just like, I'm a homeowner as well. And I'm worried about what's going to happen. And Mrs. Think, Kittner.
2: Um,
1: Mrs. Kittner. Mrs. Yeah, Kittner. Yeah. Like who knew yeah. Mrs. Kittner was so close with Ellen and the other lady. Oh, right. We didn't know that. They're just doing this. Yes. Hey <laughs> Do you think they like have like a like a, a support group they go to every week cuz they're like tr- still traumatized by the events of the first two movies? It's Like the Avengers. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I would think
2: Mrs. Kitner uh, would have For paused. sure. Yeah.
3: Well, I have to think Mrs. Kitner taught Ellen how to let like, go and slap
1: a uh, a cop. <laughs> she's she's like I'm sorry your husband's not around to hit.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say that Amity is like a vacation spot, so maybe the the true number of like year round residents is so small that like having a, like a woman's auxiliary group is not is pretty much unavoidable.
1: Yeah. I, I I think we are giving this movie way too much credit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking the mayor wasn't in any of the scenes um, in, in Amity because he's like, oh thank God. It's winter. The I beaches think, are closed anyway. I think
1: the actor yeah. had died by that point. Or I don't I, I don't I don't remember. Oh but. my god, dude.
2: There's only maybe
3: like uh, three months out of the year he actually works. When's uh,
4: like, oh gotta go into the office, office <laughs> in the when, when,
2: when's it season to put on his uh boat anchor suit jacket? He's so he like did in the winter memory. he's got he one with like snowflakes.
1: Snowfl- he's got like one for the rest of the seasons, like one with snowflakes. One with, like, sunflowers. <laughs> yeah. It's I was going to say,
0: he's probably a snowbird.
3: Maybe he just goes to Florida. No, he just wor- he worries about, like, polar bear attacks during the uh, <laughs> during the winter.
2: He, he just goes down to Florida and goes to, like, random places where there's a lot. Like, he goes to the Everglades and goes, the Everglades are open. There's no gators. <laughs>
1: he has like so, a, a he goes down there and manages like a resort and, and has like all the same problems he has here, but with alligators. Yeah. <clears> having <throat> a wonderful time. Um also just like some brutality here. Ellen's granddaughter is just like, hey, my uncle is fucking dead, but do you think he's ever gonna come back? I'm like, who wrote this dialogue? <laughs> fucking girl is vicious. So, outside, Ellen suggests that the shark from Jaws 1, the same shark that was blown up, has returned and killed Sean. And so the plot of the movie begins. Um, it, came, it came for him. As It came for him. As I noted, this is either a terrible movie or Ellen is I suffering didn't... from mania and her family just lets her buy into it.
2: I didn't take it as the same shark. I just thought it was a... Uh like uh, that that the sharks have a vendetta against the family i didn't yeah. I, I didn't pick up on a uh,
1: could
0: be related. The
1: same shark thing
0: my theory is that the brodies are just extra tasty
1: my theory is that it's stupid and it doesn't matter. The, bro- um,
4: the
2: Brody family is well seasoned and is perfect meat for sharks. Yeah. Well, of course
1: they—they're around that salt air all the time. They're,
3: yeah. yeah, they're tender, well brined, and uh, <laughs> they let it rest for about five to ten minutes after cooking.
0: And the uh, the amount that they drink, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: they're pickled. pickled.
1: Oh my yeah. god! That the, scene with like the, the pots. are sounding mighty
3: delicious right
1: now. The scene with the pots and the oven to like make dinner is so weird. And then she's like, Michael, I want you to stop being a biologist and get out of the water because she thinks he's going to get killed. I'm like, this is insane. This is crazy. They're trying to be so dramatic and it is just coming across as like mommy dearest levels of like ridiculousness. So I also noted here that uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that Ellen probably also believes in the New World Order and is anti-vax. <laughs> She's totally yeah. giving me those vibes.
0: There's definitely, you know, unhinged by grief, but that was, I don't know. I mean, I guess, he, you know, it was some acting. Of a heart attack, apparently. And, you know, there was the whole shark thing. So she thinks that did him in, but he was kind of a nervous wreck before the sharks. And then now her son. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how people would react in that moment, but it did seem very badly acted, unhinged.
1: Yeah, well, it's okay because everything's going to be fine because Mike and his wife are walking down the beach talking about Sean. And then Mike just breaks out into a full, like, run down the beach. Like, What the hell was this scene? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So many questions.
0: I think they just needed to show off his perfectly quaffed feathered hair in the wind. And and they're off to the funeral. And his ass in Levi's. Because that was the only thing. I'm like, that's like 80s eye candy for women, basically.
2: My my thought on it was he ran down the beach running away from her like he would run away from Sean when they were kids.
1: I just wanted I, like um, what? what is it What is it like chariots of fire?
0: Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah
1: nice. um, I I noted here that I believe that the uh, as I have my recurring joke of the wonders of the Jaws films is that Ellen Brody is the fourth wonder as the ageless wonder. <laughs> just like she should not Boy. have come out of retirement for
0: this. And she also shouldn't have gotten that awful perm. That (laughs) hair was intensely terrible. (laughs) There's these weirdly colored flashback sequences too,
1: which is just footage from the first film of Chief Brody. And they use what I can only describe as either old banana or dark urine color tone to show that it's a flashback. (laughs) Like it's heinous. Poor Roy Scheider.
0: But the other thing about that is that they're they're kind of shown as flashbacks that Ellen is having, right? Right. But she couldn't conceivably have them because she wasn't fucking there.
1: Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yep. There there was a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, but hey, new drinking game. Take a drink every time there's a dried mustard colored flashback of Chief Brody. Uh, and then Mike just suggests that Ellen come back to the islands with them. You know, oh, wait. The, wo- the woman who literally just said to you, I don't want you in the water. The funeral scene. Um, I swear to God,
2: she was laughing during it. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: like, it seemed like she was sort of giggling a little bit. Like, not audibly, but, like, just the look on her face.
2: Yes! I swear she was laughing during the funeral. I'm like, that's the one time you don't want to be laughing. This is, you you, you know, I, well, I guess the whole movie you are probably shouldn't be laughing, but, jeez.
1: Well, thankfully maybe, that ended quickly. Maybe she
3: was having a moment because she was like, oh, this is the song lyrics to Turn, Turn, Turn that the priest is, uh... <laughs> It's rambling off.
1: (laughs) Well, their solution to Ellen's laugh crying is to just make her get on a ferry that day. Like, literally, they're just like, come on, we're going to catch go on right now. Like, nothing with her. They just leave everything behind in Amity, which leads to another great scene. Ellen tries to swing her granddaughter around, but says, oh, my back, and then starts crying. And I'm like, are you crying because you're on the water? Are you grieving for Sean? Are you grieving for Martin? Or did you just throw your back out? (laughs) Like. I think a little bit of it. This movie is just like all over the place. I mean, I,
2: I, I was kind of puzzled by this
1: scene in that she's swinging
2: the granddaughter around over the railing of a boat over the water where
1: the shark where, murdered her son where her yeah. son
2: was just killed
1: um i mean did she oh have- look in fact there's a piece of him floating by yes yes
0: it's uh, like are you taunting the shark at this point
2: i mean the, technically, the little girl's got some Brody blood she's in her like, too.
1: Yeah, Mike. Mike, you can cut this out if you want, but you'd be like the shark. She's like, "Come on, shark! I'm gonna put some things in a cardboard box." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow! Like Ellen goes chumming with her granddaughter. <laughs>
1: yeah, with her granddaughter. <laughs> like, yeah. More like
0: she would like dunk her granddaughter in the water like a tea bag. Just seizing the area.
3: dunks her in, and her granddaughter comes up back up without legs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we'll have to rename her Bob.
2: Grandma, I don't feel so well.
0: (laughs) Am I going to come back if I die? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, anyway, they're riding into the Bahamas on this, like, small little plane, and Ellen now is just straight up looking like a fucking Bond villain, like with these fucking <laughs> massive sunglasses. Like she's getting flown to her secret island lair. And we also meet fucking Michael Kane as the pilot of the plane, Hoagie, who decides to dive bomb the island with civilians on board. And I hope that he had them sign a waiver. Oh
2: my um,
0: god!
2: His <laughs> flying gave me anxiety. Maybe that's why my blood pressure went up. I just don't so,
0: understand how... I mean, biologists, unless you're like Jacques Cousteau, you're not making a lot of money. How could they afford a charter?
1: I'm sure Michael Caine runs very good prices.
0: I suppose. Dive bombs um, are free.
1: Yeah.
3: You know the <laughs> they get a... of freaking out, I would have undergone, like, have I been on a plane that
1: did that? Oh, my God.
0: You would have blacked out.
1: Yeah. They get a ride back to their home, which includes being serenaded by the driver. Uh, Leah runs down the dock and swings on, like, this rope thing, like a rope swing or something, obviously freaking out Ellen. And uh, that's kind of what I remembered what this movie is for the most part, just Ellen, like, freaking out constantly. And... She even at one point remarks, "I feel like such a grandma, and it's like because you are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Mike shows Ellen his- oh i called i
2: this, this was the part where I felt bad when you said that the little girl was killed uh by her uh father um I called her at the point when she was having the tantrum about the swinging. I called her bratney
1: <laughs> that's not, I mean whatever
2: I know, but I felt bad like.
1: Probably it wasn't was just- even like original audio. Yeah. They're like, we need you to just record. Can you be like whiny? And she's like, okay. And then did that. And they're like, great. We'll drop that in. It'll sound great. You so were going to
0: we- say Michael
1: shows what? He shows Ellen his wife's like weird art deco thing in, his, in their garage. Right. Um, that's like, because she's an artist and that freaks her out too. Uh, Ellen goes swimming, gets freaked out. Then a shark attacks her but it's just a dream, but she's still freaked out and incredibly sweaty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wakes her granddaughter that she's apparently sharing a room with.
1: Yeah. Uh, So I guess the next day, Mike's riding a submersible thing around the reef. Um, It's more just like a big propeller. It's not like he's not like he's wearing like scuba gear anyway. While uh, Mario Van Peebles as Jake does a pretty on the nose Island accent, which also sounds wild coming through the radio. Uh, Apparently, it changes your pitch, too. Um, And uh, Mike is doing the exciting task of tagging conch shells. Um, Yeah. So I I, is Mario Van Peebles. He's not from the islands, right? Because I felt like he was putting on an accent pretty hard.
2: (laughs) I don't know. Uh, know. Uh, He is uh, he's from Mexico City, Mexico. So not. The Bahamas. No, not the Bahamas.
0: And he was doing a Jamaican
1: accent. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah, Ma. Yeah, a lot of that. Um, and uh, so Jake gets on his case about working on Christmas Eve, and Mike yells at him, but they hug it out. And thankfully, all of that tension is resolved. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the Christmas Day scene Mario Van Peebles uh, is playing with his braids like their insect antenna. Kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Leah is asking, was Uncle Sean ever bad? Did you spank him? Another great bit of dialogue. Followed by very uncomfortable silence. And I was like, man, I'm uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> 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 this movie's well, did she awkward. A, did she have another flashback at that point or something? Or? <laughs> no, I don't think so.
0: Is that when uh, the little girl opened the tea set or whatever? Yes. Okay.
1: Um. So this movie is grainy as hell too, but it does look better than Jaws 3D. Um, They kind of do that thing they did with Jaws 2 and just try to ape the aesthetic of the first film. Um, Anyway, Ellen pleads with Mike to stop his work because she fears the shark will return. And, um, oh, wow. I guess we could talk about the shark. Now seems like as good a time as any, right? Because, uh... (laughs) Man, I forgot how fucking bad it looks in this movie. Like, if you needed to buy a shark model and you went to the Garden State Plaza Mall in Paramus, New Jersey, they would tell you to try the garden supply shop down the highway. Like, it's not as stiff as the Jaws 3D one, but, like, it's bad. It looks bad. Yeah. And it's, like, again, it's this weird, like, muted yellow color. Like it, it just doesn't like, it looks like it's just like they didn't clean it for a long time.
0: Like do you ever see um or I don't know if you use dishwashing gloves? Mm-hmm. It yeah. looked like a slightly it looked like a dingy dishwashing glove. Yeah. It, it had looks that like the, same <laughs> It looked like the
1: Arby's oven mitt with teeth. <laughs> yeah, it fucking sucks. Like it's so bad. Like it's comical how bad it looks. Like, I guess Jaws 3D gets away a little bit because the movie looks like shit anyway, so it kind of masks some of the awfulness of the shark. But again, most of this movie takes place in broad daylight, so you can't cover up a lot of those features.
0: Well, one of the animatronic features of the shark is that its mouth opens and closes. But what's weird about it is that, like, if you think about your own jaw, like, it... It's on a hinge; it opens and closes. When this shark in the movie opens and closes its mouth, it, it there's not a hinge; its back cracks up and back. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like you snapping your head back every time you opened your mouth.
1: Also, it roars.
0: Right yeah. again, and we we did uh, I you know bring to the uh, information in the last movie that sharks don't have what. Vocal cords.
1: <laughs> well, this one does apparently.
0: They
3: I determine what animal noise it was making. It's,
0: it's like a, tiger.
1: a It's like a stock animal roar. I mean, yeah. look, I I have we have some video that we we do need to watch before the end of this. So <laughs> bear with us. Okay, so this next part, the idea of a shark coming back to haunt the Brodies is already very silly, but like. It's essentially what the entire franchise is about, right? This time it's literally spelled out for us as the story. But the idea of Ellen Brody dealing with the trauma of how the shark has affected her and her family is at like the very thin root of it all, like not a terrible idea. But that root is severed, however, once Ellen develops the ability to now psychically sense the shark before (laughs) it's about to attack someone. This all transpires as she is building a sandcastle with Leah and then steps into the water while digging a moat. And I cannot believe they are making Lorraine Gary do this. Like, this is crazy. I kind of forgot about this. It's so this, this, stupid. Was,
2: this is an aspect that I kind of remembered.
1: This is like um, such a jumping of the shark. No pun, <laughs> pun intended. Much pun intended.
2: Uh, yeah. I just I, there, there's there, there's nothing else you could say about it. It's just it's horrible.
1: Like she's like, oh, shark. You know, like it, she doesn't do anything either. Yeah, she just like knows it's gonna be there. So Michael Caine shows up out of well nowhere, and like he's just the most stereotypical expat. <laughs> now living in the Bahamas. I wonder what illicit business he used to do. And Mike sees Ellen talking to Michael Kane who spills her guts to him about the shark and everything that she's been dealing with. And Michael Kane just says a bunch of neutral bullshit, but it sounds smart because he's fucking Michael Kane And so he then gets her onto his plane and then makes ellen take the wheel of the plane okay so a woman who is going through emotional grieving trauma and is now being bombarded with psychic visions of sharks and is clearly like going through a like a mental crisis yes you should be flying a plane <laughs> this guy cannot be a licensed pilot he must have a death wish but then you He's find so out his backstory funny.
3: Was that a point where Michael Caine started to go into one of, like, the little stories? Yep. Uh,
1: You find out that he's some kind of pilot that would deliver supplies, and he got into, like, various shenanigans. And then he just is like, hey, we're at this local festival.
2: Okay. By the way, I want to go back a little bit. Okay. You were talking about her sensing the shark. And what had occurred prior to that was um, that the shark had... uh, Attack, so to say, um, Michael and Jake and all of them when they were doing the conch shells.
1: Well, yeah, I was about to get to that. Yeah, so that's when she
2: is sensing the shark.
1: Yeah, because Jake happens upon a motherload of conch shells, but then the shark appears. And did any anybody else notice the little twinkle that sounds off when the shark appears in front of Mike? Because I forgot about that.
0: (laughs) It's just like it's just like.
1: Like it just sounds so weird and out of place, and it's just not scary at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, this looks so stupid. <laughs> one of and, the um,
0: one of the the things that I had read was basically mocking a lot of the sound effects used in this movie as the Tom and Jerry soundboard.
1: Yeah, basically, <laughs> like it's weird. Like all the stuff you hear in the background of this film. Um, Like, there were actually, like, some decent sound design elements in Jaws 3D, um, I guess, to try to make it a more, like, immersive experience. So I was like, all right, at least there was that, you know? Like, you heard, like, the shark, like, but at least you heard, like, that. This is, like, why is the shark, shark, like, jingling its keys at everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Ellen's shark sense goes off. And... When her shark sense goes off, it just she just looks like someone's holding a poop in like just like or no, I'm sorry. Her her shark sense looks like someone's holding poop just off screen and making her sniff it. And then she has to like not react. So she's just like. (laughs) (laughs) And then she just starts like dancing to show that she's fine and like. Can someone just get this lady some therapy, please? <laughs> My, so Michael Kane once again, his name is Hoagie. He goes, I know what you've been through. Don't worry. The nightmares will go away. He says this nochalantly. Also, how? Did you have a shark terrorize you? I think Jaws and Austin Powers are in the same universe because this is just one of Austin's father's adventures when he was a young spy. <laughs> yeah i guess no. uh, like
3: back on i was gonna say like uh, and i asked about michael Caine telling stories it just seems like in this movie but then also as alfred pennyworth in the uh nolan batman movies he michael cain for some reason seems to lapse into these long like stories like in all of his movies and i'm pretty sure when he was in like the one austin powers movie he did the same damn thing. I don't know yep. if like directors are just like, you know what? We don't have anything written here. We just want you to just like go off on like a of, like a two-minute Can,
2: keen like, it up.
3: <laughs> yeah. We I just want I, to put totally your accent it. and just talk about nonsense for the next like three minutes. I mean,
2: could could there have been like a whole like series of like Spinoff movies of his adventures as Hoagie and then his adventures as Pennyworth, and like all of these different
1: characters. And it's like, like Hoagie was like an alias for him.
2: Yeah.
0: What yeah. is He's The saint? What? He's the, the saint. saint. <laughs> Master well, Bruce. Master I Bruce.
1: Mean- one time when I was a young ruffian and when I was hanging out during my mercenary days, I went by the name Hoagie. I met this. Old lady <laughs> in the Bahamas, <laughs> tormented by sharks. And one day we were on the beach, and I looked down and I saw a conch shell. and I picked it up, and it was the size of a rupee, <laughs> which is the size of a tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred, what are you talking about? Conch shells.
3: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Here's a Bahama
4: mama.
1: <laughs> Wait, that's hap- that's coming up. Wait, oh my god, I lost my fucking shit when that happened. So Hoagie drops Ellen off at the house while once again telling her a really weird story about like disinfected, but it is apparently very funny. <laughs> he may as well have just been like, and then I shat on a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's just all this weird bullshit. So... uh, I want want
2: Dylan to do, like, an entire, like, podcast of weird weird Hoagie stories.
1: Mike's wife uh, slingshots her undies at him to make him stop lusting for his mother. Uh, And and Hoagie, uh. as well, is, like, I'm just, like, Hoagie is totally some shady fucking dude who, like, maybe was in the SAS back in the day, but I'm starting to think he was just like an alias for like Alfred when he was still like in his playboy days or something. He's definitely done some criminal activities and he's probably considering grifting Ellen out of her money uh, from Brody's pension too. So uh, I think this is true because he just like throws money away at the casino in the next scene. And he's like, Oh, bloody hell. I lost again. (laughs) They're celebrating New Year's, by the way. So, like, just strange passage of time in this movie. I think they've just kind of written the shark off. Christmas so, to New Year's. Huh? Christmas to New Year's. I, I know, years but just I, no, I know, but just like it's everything just moves. It's <laughs> such a clip. It's just like, oh, it's it's here we are. We're at this day now. Um Mike has also told Jake not to speak about the shark they encountered so they don't upset Ellen. Uh, and Hoagie takes Ellen down to dance. But, of course, Mike's getting fucking horny for his mom again. I mean, getting defensive about his mom. Uh, so he's just like, mind if I interject? And uh, Ellen's just like, I'm over the shark. I'm over it. I'm fine. And Mike's just like, man, mom, you've never been hotter before. Uh, Mike <laughs> finds Jake working on a trip uh, the next day. He finds wait, wait, Jake- wait, wait. Hold on,
2: though. You what? know, he asks Jake. Not to mention the shark in front of his mom. You know what Jake fucking does? Almost fills the
0: beans. beans.
2: Yeah. yeah. Almost mentions the shark in front of his mom. Yep. That's okay. She already knew about it.
1: Uh, and she's over it anyway. Um, so Mike finds Jake working on a transfer the next day to tag the shark with uh, that they encounter because they never come down to the Bahamas. Which pisses off Jake, but or pisses off Mike, but Jake convinces him to join him. Why would you have Mike and Jake? It's like Names that sound very similar. And this is some foreshadowing. Um, so Mike and his wife have an argument about uh something, and then she like teases him with a blowtorch and they start having sex. <laughs> this movie's so fucking weird. So like this was get, the weirdest scene in the movie. It's baffling argument, and it's shut the door, shut yeah, the they door get an
0: argument about him nodding, not taking the garbage out. And They go into her studio, which is like a shed with windows and a garage door or a door. And he says, or she she says, shut the door. I'm like, what the fuck's that going to do? You're standing in front of a wide open window where you can see children playing on the other side. Shut the door so that the people in the front can't see us. Only the people in the back.
1: Also, the dialogue. What are we doing? We're fighting. What are we fighting about? I'm like, are you asking the audience? Like, <laughs> it's terrible. It's so bad.
0: Well, if if um, if cocaine was the drug of choice for Jaws 3D, I have to think filming in the Caribbean. Uh, uh, a little bit of marijuana was probably the drug of choice for so. um, for
3: Jaws 4. The first was alcohol. For sure. Or Quaaludes.
1: Quaaludes? Oh, on yeah. this one? In this one, I think maybe oh, some Quaaludes. Yeah. It's, how, it's sure. how Ellen got gotten down and back down to Earth. goes like, I'm fine, Michael. I've just been taking a lot of Quaaludes and I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> so at sea the next day, Mike affixes Jake to like a pulley winch thing and they uh, chum the water. And they also use like goat legs to attract the shark which it does take the bait and Jake sticks it with the transmitter before it dies back down. His shrieking is pretty fucking funny. Um, I don't really know where, like, like why they're so interested in where the shark is going. Cause it's just going to wind up in a storage locker on the universal back lot, but whatever. Uh, here we find out that Michael Caine's choice of drink in the Bahamas is Bahama mama. <laughs> just was like, Jesus Christ. Two Bahama Mamas, please. It's just like, are you fucking kidding
0: me? Could you be more British on holiday?
1: <sighs> Bad romance scene here between Ellen and Hoagie. Um, this is and, when I realized his name was Hoagie, by the way.
0: Well, and this is the thing Wait, that you didn't pick that up before.
1: No, because I well, I was taking notes and not you know paying it, wow. strict attention the whole time.
0: So this is one of the things uh, I felt very uh, hypocritical about. So. In this movie, Ellen and Hoagie are supposed to be what? Like in their 50s? Late 50s?
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: And I'm like sitting there going, "Ew, old people romance. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, you know what? Mike and I are not too far off. But like,
1: really, this is like Jaws, the geriatric years. (laughs)
0: Wants to see old people kiss. It's not. <laughs> it's not romantic. It's not sexy. It's just
1: not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just not attractive. Sounds not- like
1: if- fucking uh, Nigel Thornberry.
2: So I know, like, if you ever, if if, if, I, if I'm ever gone. And you take a trip down to the Bahamas and you meet some British guy. You know what he's going to order for you? A Bahama Mama. A Bahama Mama. Yeah. And that's when you know it's uh, shit's getting real. Mm. I gotta say though, Ellen. I mean, with um, her reaction to Hoagie, she like she might be in her fifties or sixties or whatever, but she turns into like a giggly schoolgirl around him, like. All of a sudden, like, she she ages back, like, 45 years at least. Well, she's she's a boomer.
0: She got married probably very young. She probably married one of the first guys she ever dated. And then she was married to Chief Brody for all those years. And probably, you know, I don't know how long she was a widow. All right. So, going back into the the, the dating scene, uh, 30 years later, she was giddy.
3: Yeah. yeah. She was ready to mingle. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I believe that if uh, we had run into hoagie during our adventures uh, while, uh, you know, on the cruise... Down in the islands, uh, I think Kathy would definitely take him up on that offer of a Bahama Mama. Yes, she would have. Oh,
3: I oh. would have had fun with that guy. <laughs> I would have loved to run into Hoagie. Or you
1: just wouldn't stories. have. Got,
0: you just wouldn't have gotten on his plane.
1: No, no. Yeah. So anyway, speaking, we of just Hoagie, know
2: we know how much Kathy loves the Funky Monkey Jesus jews
1: Exactly. But speaking of uh, Hoagie, Mike and Jake talk about him for a while as they track the shark. And then Ellen talks to Mike's wife about Hoagie. Everyone's talking about Hoagie. Um, Mike even has a nightmare about Michael Kane eating him. No, nah, I'm just kidding. It's the shark eating him. <laughs> that would be really scary. Now you just stay there, young man. I'm going to come over there and eat you. Oh, they could remake um, the. Uh, you know who Michael Caine kind of reminds me of in this? Our buddy from the Magic Bullet commercial.
2: You're doing a very similar voice, yeah. yeah. Was it his
1: name, Nigel? No, uh, was it? Mick and uh, Mimi. M- Mick. Mick, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eh, whatever, yeah, yeah, close enough. Um, so now we get a call back to the first film as Mike's daughter mimics him uh, at the dinner table the way Sean mimicked their father after dinner. And Ellen does basically the same thing she did in the first movie, which is just sort of like stare at them and watch them do it. Um, Jake in this next part breaks the fourth wall by doing the like duh to scare Mike, and I was like, yeah. "What the hell?" And he shouldn't have done it because the shark shows up. It hurt its it hurt its musical cue, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it destroys the submersible thing that Mike is piloting, and Mike swims away. And I have to say, like the shark too, looks pretty small compared to Bruce from the first film, or even the shark in the second film, which very I'm slender. Yeah, Um, <laughs> and uh, I also love that it just has some like minor scarring from the first film, like as opposed to being like you know minus half of its face. <laughs> and uh, apparently, the shark is also gathering a bunch of golden rings from Sonic because that's just what I hear. Again, like there's Boing. just like. Ba-ding! gotta go fast um (laughs) the shark chases mike into the wreck of a ship and i have to say this is like the first actually kind of decent thing to happen in this movie like yeah the shark still looks fake as fuck but like at least it's kind of an interesting set and it has a couple decent callbacks to the first film so mike escapes using his air tank as a jet by unloosening it and uh surprised he didn't get the bends Right, uh, And then we get some intense, sweaty shots of Mike. <laughs> um, Jake tries to stop Mike from going back in the water, even though Jake was the one who wanted to tag the shark to begin with. And he gets back in the water and then an eel <laughs> surprises Mike. There was an eel in Jaws 3D, too. Eel! Um, More then, an eel. At, like, this ceremony thing... Uh, that they're, like, featuring Mike's wife's art at. like Oh, their uh,
2: dedication, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Leah wants to go on a banana boat, which her mother lets her do. um Yeah, I don't really know what else Mike's wife's art has to do other than it gets featured here. It kind of ends here. Uh, well, it
0: looks kind of like, I don't know if you've noticed, but, like, it looks kind of like a shark's jaw, her he artwork. Kind of. And she paints it bright red, like blood mm. red. Oh, it's should have done that. Ominous.
1: Her name is Carla, by the way. I, fu- I found this out here. So, of course, Ellen's shark sense goes off and yells a combination of Finn and Leah. And what I heard is like, Finn!
4: <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Finnie!
1: And then the shark in slow motion attacks the banana boat and gently takes one of the riders into its mouth and chomps her. Ellen then decides to take matters um, into her own hands. <laughs> take matters into her tasty. own hands. God, this scene is fucking crazy. <laughs> it's just so fucking funny. There's like blood shooting everywhere.
0: <laughs> it um, looks like frothy Kool-Aid.
1: It really does. Like, And it's just like... Pfft, um, it's like Evil Dead. Well, it's like uh, everybody
0: in the Caribbean has super high blood pressure. It's from drinking all those Bahama Mamas. Yeah. Um, yes.
1: Ellen then decides to take matters into her own hands and just, you know, makes off with someone's boat to go find the shark. Uh, I'm not really what, sure what she's going to do with the boat either when she finds the shark, but she's going to do something. Um, Mike finally arrives back home and uh, he's like, comes in to find Carla. Uh, comforting leah and he's like you find and this is when he reveals that he knew about the shark and that they were trying to uh track it and then this is like calling back to the first film with chief brody not being transparent about things in the public but you know they obviously don't do as good a job here and carla's just like you like she is just fucking like screaming bloody murder and mike's like where's my mom where's my mom and runs down to the beach uh, with Jake to find her. And then Hoagie so, shows up to uh, offer them uh, to use his plane. Uh, well, because, because
2: they realized their boat is the one that she took.
1: Now, oh, it was her. I, yeah. My theory on what
2: she was doing is that she was going to basically sacrifice herself and hope that that, um, that ended the uh, shark vendetta against her and the family. Hmm. somehow i don't think that would have worked i don't know that that's my theory i think that's that's where her train of thought was dylan
1: Uh, i don't know man how deep i think i think that uh oh by the way like um hoagie's like plane is very clearly like a prop you could just like tell they're sitting in like a little prop pilot like you know a
2: prop it's a prop plane. plane
1: Yeah, you can just tell. Uh, I think Ellen's going to kill the shark with her sunglasses, which just seem to be getting bigger every time they show up. Like, You've got to eat dinner off these things. Maybe uh, Hoagie had given her
2: uh, a couple black eyes. There's, oh, Jesus.
3: there's another pair or two away from like Elton John sunglasses. Like,
1: Sorry. I don't know if I should leave that in or not. Oh, that was pretty rough. You <laughs> might want to leave that, take that part out. Um, also, okay, well, Hoagie's playing. Came... I said <laughs> maybe Hoagie had
2: given her a couple black eyes.
0: <laughs> well, he's a gambler and a ne'er do well. He might the also drunk? be abusive. In...
3: It's true. <laughs> um, Hoagie's playing. also Austria- you used to pay me back for the Bahama Mamas,
2: Pow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, his plane. Can't oh, go that's fast. not good enough. Here's the second eye.
0: <laughs> no, it's what, he got pissed because she only sh- shook his hand at the end of their date.
2: Oh. Then he got rough.
0: Then he got rough. Sorry,
2: that's enough. Rough.
1: Went a little. Like,
2: oh, to I'm gonna own. have a lot of editing to do now. I think I
1: gotta keep it all in. <laughs> um, his plane can't go fast or it'll explode. Um, again, very safe. So, finally. Ellen encounters the shark and stares it down and says, come and get me, you son of a bitch. To which I say, again, what are you going to do? Use harsh language? (laughs) That's the reason why I thought that she was kind of sacrificing herself. So, Hokie dive bombs the boat as the shark lunges for Ellen, and she very easily avoids it because it's a giant fucking fake shark um, in the water. Hoagie lands his plane in the water, which I'm pretty sure it's like not supposed to go in the water. He's like, "Oh," and they're like, "Hey, man, you know how to do this?" And he's like, "Of course not. What kind of pilot do you think I am?" Which is proof that he is a reckless and unlicensed motherfucker.
2: <laughs> Mike and as Jake if any of his other piloting uh, uh, scenes in this movie weren't enough to prove that he's a reckless pilot.
1: Yeah. So Mike and Jake jump and swim over to the boat as the shark leaps up to Hoagie who simply says oh shit like just oh this isn't a big deal and then just gets eaten apparently.
0: It's like crumb!" I
1: I don't know why he didn't just like step back into the cockpit for a second but whatever. Well see
2: he had a flashback to the helicopter pilot in the (laughs) second movie and knew that staying in the cockpit wasn't Um, something that would uh, enable him to survive.
1: They all look on amazed at Hoagie's disappearing act and Ellen gives us some serious ugly crying as Mike asks why she came out here and she asks why he came out here, but also Hoagie just crawls out of the water and they're like, how'd you do that? Wasn't easy, believe me. Yeah, because you used fucking magic apparently.
0: And he makes a comment about the shark's breath.
1: Yeah, that's all he has to say. He's like, bloody hell, the breath on that thing.
2: Uh, he took a bump of Dennis Quaid's um, super cane and was able to swim very fast from the plane to the boat. Hey, look at that shirt that uh, Dylan's got on. Oh,
1: yeah, I'm wearing my uh, baby sea monster uh, 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 Outer what, outreach program 2017 from when we were on the cruise. Yeah. Yeah. um ellen and hoagie try to fix the boat while jake and mike come up with a plan to uh you, like use the like the shark receiver or tag it again with the receiver and then they can use like a like a pulse emitter to like shock it i don't know it's kind of convoluted Yeah, like it, it's a weird way that they're going about trying to kill this shark because like in the other ones, it got blown up or like was electrocuted, and it made sense. Like this is, I don't know. Like they
0: basically they were gonna because the the thing that they tagged the shark with is a, a radio transmitter. What they were gonna do is reverse, or what they they did was reverse it so that the um the frequency was going back to the shark instead of from it. And like stunning it, they were well, trying to basically stun it.
1: Okay. Well, thankfully, this is also a bomb apparently, and we'll get to that. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I've never really like I. I yeah. I just. I guess this is the the best time to talk about. There are two endings of this movie, and uh, I forgot about the ending to the um the the not theatrical cut is absolutely batshit fucking crazy insane it makes no fucking sense and we'll get to why um so yes that's how they're gonna try to do it i've never really understood what they were trying to do in this movie to kill the shark you know even like re-watching it here and there i've just been like what are they fucking doing so now i kind of get it the movie still doesn't make any fucking sense with what happens so the shark comes back and they get ready to harpoon it. And I also at this point doesn't it look like they're like this is clearly being filmed in really shallow water despite them being quote out at sea, right? Um Well, but yeah. Anyway, Jake sticks like the transmitter into the shark's mouth, but or does whatever he's doing, I watched right. this a while ago. I don't remember exactly. But he also gets bit and there's some hilarious slow motion shots of everyone reacting. Although Hoagies is him just grimacing like he has no reaction. And then, holy shit, when Mike yells out, Jake! (laughs) That part was amazing. And there's a shot of Jake clearly being devoured. That's very important. Keep, Keep note of that. Mike gets their big flashlight to use on the shark and Ellen has a flashback to Sean dying. And then we get some more old pea colored flashbacks to, uh, of Martin again, despite him not both
2: being- of those, both of those, she, she had a flashback to her son dying and she wasn't there. Right. Right. And, and then the same with her husband and, Martin and she wasn't there. The shark. Nope. Although, presumably, Martin could have told her the story about him yeah the shark.
1: Yeah, and also magic is clearly a thing in this world, so it's fine. <laughs> She's a psychic. It, it all makes sense. Um, she has visions. Exactly. So, Mike starts, like, I don't even, flashing the shark, and it starts to actually roar like a monster in this scene when it comes out of the water. Like, old-school monster. Jumps out of the water. Yeah. Breaches the water. Yes. And then... Something happens that defies logic. Ellen manages to drive the broken bow sprit or the pointy thing at the front of the boat into the shark, which then explodes for some reason. Like four fucking times it explodes. And then footage from the first film is used of the shark sinking down. Everyone falls overboard and is now clearly in a fucking tank of water, complete with a really shitty matte painting. And somehow Jake is alive.
2: Well, depending on which version.
1: Yes. So this is the uh, home release ending, which is absolutely fucking insane. And we're going to watch it right now. (laughs) Because we have to.
0: godzilla wow.
3: scream or king kong or something yeah well, like one of the dinosaurs from
1: uh jurassic park oh my vibe my fleshlight's not working <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: sweet
0: jesus they're heading straight for him come about ellen ellen come about i like
2: how she hits him
4: It's
0: like are all sharks uh made of C4 and I was just not aware.
1: Okay. Okay, so hold on a second. Let's let's utilize our old friend slow motion here real quick, because like man This is just crazy. This is unacceptable. (laughs) Okay. Like, not great, but let's just see if we can see these other sharks. What the fuck is that?
0: (laughs) What is that?
1: Someone tell me what the fuck that is. It looks like it's from Star Wars. It looks what? like worse than Star. Wars. Like, what is that ship? Like, it looks like a a, a toy model ship. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like literally like broken open. Like, it has no defining features. Like, what is this? All right, let's let's see a couple more here. Okay, it just explodes. Ah, uh, well, whatever. I think it's the next one the one that looks really bad. Okay, like. I don't even know what the fuck this is that I'm looking at, but it's a shot of the terrible model shark, and it just looks like someone went, get a shark toy, and then we'll just blow it the fuck up.
0: We'll fill it with cherry jello, and then we'll blow it up. (laughs) like, man, this thing
1: really explodes.
0: (laughs) Okay, so
1: yeah, that whole thing is just Oh, blew up again. Now, this is the theatrical cut of the film. Um, but
2: so in the in the home release version, Jake actually survives correct. with mu- like multiple, like lots of damage, I should
1: say. I mean, and it seemed like a small amount of damage, like he would be dead. Yeah, he remains dead in the theatrical cut. Right. Let's right. We'll watch this version, which I <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. Uh, we can probably skip ahead. And ah! we can watch him die.
4: Yeah,
1: so she
2: flashes back to Sean. Uh, oh, yeah, the banana animo- boat to- flashback makes sense. Yep, I agree. When... Smile, you son of a bitch. I always like that line in that movie.
1: I like that he's using a bucket, like a plastic bucket.
2: It's uh it's a bucket that was used to mix his uh Bahama Mamas. Jesus, <laughs> they're heading straight <laughs> for oh. it! Come about,
0: Ellen!
1: Ellen, come about! I'm glad they leave the party where she hits him. <laughs> Oh, no, it's leaking (laughs) Kool-Aid. Oh, my God. We even feet, we even get this whole entire specific ending, like whether you see the shark sink down, dead, impaled on the boat, and then that's the ultimately the movie ends the same way.
0: Um, no, it doesn't.
1: It, it's a little different because. Oh, um, really? Yeah, because they uh, she asks
2: about Jake when she's getting on the plane in the in the home video one. She doesn't in the in the uh, theatrical one.
0: Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, in the in the in the home video one is the one he lives, right?
2: Yes. Yes. In the home
0: video one there's a line added saying take care of Jake or how is Jake yes. doing? Yes. to take care of him. In the theatrical nothing is mentioned. They don't make mention Jake at all. Yep. She just gets on the plane.
2: So I I think the theatrical like the 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 kill of the shark is better
1: in some respect i I think i i agree just even from like a like a filmmaking point of view it just looks it doesn't look good because the shark is very fake but they also impale a shark with a boat it's pretty fucking badass like it's kind of cool and then you actually get a shot of it like going down but man the like home release one is just so fucking terrible and batshit insane like why does it explode (laughs) Yeah.
0: And the cool thing about the theatrical is that um, as you see the shark head or whatever sinking, its heartbeat stops.
2: Yeah.
0: Because it's doing that heartbeat on the tag. that. Yes. Woof, 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 woof. So it's like it goes. It, it, I don't think it's flatline. <laughs> that
1: would be amazing <laughs> if I'm sure. fine. <laughs> So, yeah. well so, anyway, everyone generally makes it back in one piece. And Jake, depending on which ending, and uh yeah. Mike and his wife aren't fighting anymore. The daughter's fine, and Hoagie makes off with Ellen to uh go do some of his uh you know alleged laundry business, you know, flying around. And have some Bahama Mamas and uh yeah, this movie is fucking batshit insane. Like it's just so far away from what the first film is
0: very much. So
1: psychic grandma's a dinosaur voice shark, fucking (laughs) Michael Caine cheating death along with Mario van Peebles, like so much weird shit in this film. None of it happens with any explanation. It's all baffling. Like Ellen's trauma and grief ignored a shark somehow surviving an air tank explosion to its face. Who cares? a psychic link with the shark and ellen why not it's generally not filmed great the shark looks terrible um it has a child pretty, is
0: it like miniature psychopath
1: yeah uh you know the saving grace of it being like the music is actually like good except for when it's being fucking weird as hell like and it's twinkling but like this is pretty top tier it's so bad it's good for me like this is perfect to get hammered and just like make fun of it's so fucking stupid and it's a little more entertaining than jaws 3d at times because of how fucking awful it is like i jaws 3d is bad i think i said in that episode because it like it looks fucking cheap and it feels like it's just cashing in and it feels like another lame 80s sequel whereas like jaws of revenge is bad because it's just completely out of its fucking goddamn mind yeah
0: and like i had said when we started the only like both of them are bad three you know 3d and revenge are both equally bad in different ways um one is pure cheese and like you said the other one is just a a movie in a blender (laughs) but but the other but like i said the cinema the cinematography was much better the framing of the shots the scenery the, the different angles, the being able to use a camera angle that included the entire person's body. You know, so the cinematography of four was better, but yeah, nuts.
2: Um, a blender that could have been used to make Bahama Mamas.
0: Yeah. It's like, Chuck, every thought you have about a shark movie. Into a blender and hit frappe, and you get Jaws: The Revenge.
1: Do you think that Jaws 3D or Jaws: The Revenge wrapped up the Brody story better?
0: <laughs> Three, neither. Uh, 3D, actually. I guess so. Because what what do we know about the the Brodies at the end of four? That she is she going back to Amity? Is she running away with Hoagie? Is you is know she being
1: taken to a mental institution?
0: Is she? Is he going to traffic her? Uh, You know, we don't. We don't know (laughs) what's going to happen. And then we just assume (laughs) that Michael is going to just continue to be a marine biologist. What? He's just going to keep
1: collecting conch. Yeah, conch. He's just with or
0: without Jake, depending on you know. Depending on
1: which ending, (laughs) which ending
0: you choose, how much Uh, Jake
3: is left, right?
0: Uh, And he's not at all ever going to be worried about getting in the water ever again. Uh, at least in three or 3D, whatever you want to call it, you kind of get an idea of, you know,
2: yeah, and that he was going to move to Venezuela. Yeah. Yeah. He also didn't and die. The dolphins were happy.
0: Yeah, fat and happy.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the way they twirled at the end.
1: Yeah.
0: I think three had a happier ending.
1: He didn't die, right?
0: Right.
1: Sean, Sean and die. Michael
0: both lived.
1: Yep. All
0: right. Yeah, I was uh. thinking
3: about which one that I uh, think was worse out of the uh, three and four. I'm not sure. I kind of enjoyed them both from like an entertainment factor. Like I agree with Dylan. Like I could probably just watch this and like not quite think about it and just have some fun watching it and making fun of it.
1: But you would absolutely tune in for the parts where it was like at like just completely bonkers. Yeah,
3: yeah. I'm just kind of laughing about Michael kane And I, I I will say I'm, <laughs> glad I, I'm glad I got the set with like two, three, and four because I think I'll probably go back and watch these a little more often than I have. Like, I don't I don't think another 20 years is gonna go by with me not watching Jaws the Revenge.
0: So I I wonder is the uh, screenplay for Jaws: of The Revenge out there, where we could read one of Hoagie's rambling stories?
1: Oh man, we should just read the script. That would be fun. That's what I meant.
0: The screenplay is is like, the script. No,
1: let's do the whole thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just want to know because I mean I I didn't catch half of what he was saying, you know.
1: Hmm. I ain't annotating it, I'll tell you that much. I, I got to be
2: honest, uh, in response to Sean's comment, we'll probably put the Jaws uh, 2, 3, and 4 on our uh, DVD shelf and
0: never touch them again. <laughs> never touch uh-huh. them again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like you'll end up watching
3: original Jaws. That Maybe at some point, yeah.
0: Probably. I, it was a good movie, it really yeah. was.
1: Well, speaking of the original movie, um, Mike, uh, you pitched this idea in the last episode, and uh, yeah, we had had to do some. Some of us had to do some last-minute homework, but we got to do some homework.
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah. So um, basically, the idea was with the 50th anniversary of uh, Jaws coming up uh, in three years that say Universal pictures decides to do a complete and utter reboot of the first movie uh, shot for shot. And the thought is, is that each of us are going to fantasy casting book our, um, our actors and actresses for the roles in the, in, in our version of the movie. Uh, So, yeah, so we came up with uh, five actors or five roles, at least, that we were going to cast. I did way more than that. (laughs) And then I know some of you did some additional ones. So the five roles that we picked out were the Mayor, Quint, Hooper, Chief Brody, and uh, Mrs. Brody.
0: So are we going to go around and do our whole cast, or are we going to each – I would
2: say we we do one role at a time. Okay. Yeah. I like that idea. I like so, where do we too. want to start? What, what, what character do we want to start with?
1: I mean, I think you got to start with Chief Brody. So, why yeah. don't why, why don't we go uh, Mike? We'll go. The order will be uh, Mike and Liz, Sean, and then me. I don't want
2: to do that same order every role though,
1: because really? I want oh to hear. God! I want
2: to hear what. Well, I want to hear what you guys pick for yours, and then because okay. I got multiple choices for some of them, so I might change mine up. All right. Hmm. Okay. You, you get what I'm saying?
1: I get what you're saying. All right.
2: Uh for Chief Brody, uh, I'm gonna go with uh David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. <laughs> David <Schimmer. laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes, I think he's kind of like a, a doofy kind of guy. Like he could play a little bit serious, but also doof at the same time. And I think he could I think he could pull off Chief Brody. Okay, interesting. So that, yeah, that's that's. I went with David Schwimmer. I had a second choice. I'll see if any of you say my second choice. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Liz.
0: Uh, my choice for Martin Brody is Jake Gyllenhaal.
3: Okay. Oh, yeah, I like that.
0: Uh, I just think he he has the the combination of gravitas and clueless. That, that, like, you know, like, out on the water, like, nervous, Nelly kind of. That's why I went with Swimmer um, But, like, on land, like, serious. And kind of, not that it was sexy, but kind of believable to do sexy times with uh, his wife. Sure. Swimmer not at all sexy in any way. <laughs> but, yeah, so my, my Brody was Jake Gyllenhaal. All right.
2: Who who is next? Uh, me. Um,
3: I went with somebody with like a uh, New England uh, connection, and I think Mike and I had discussed this person previously. At first, I thought he might be a little bit too like um, I got maybe like too handsome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I okay, I, so I know Chris Evans, who uh, Chief Brody, who Chris Evans.
0: Captain
3: America. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So we traded out a chief for a captain. Mm-hmm. There you
1: go. <laughs> All right. I I went with a kind of a non-traditional lead and somebody who I thought would have more of a like, no, like something I like about Roy Scheider is that he's sort of a a to me at least he has sort of like this look of uh, an everyday guy, you know. So uh, my pick for him to be uh, played by is Michael Shannon. I don't know if you know who Michael Shannon is, but he was on Borbach Empire, and uh, I, I'll just share a picture of him. That's why I have it.
3: Oh, crap. You know who I should have picked? Uh, every guy?
1: Paul okay. Giamatti. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: so, my... Uh, um, did You have an, You had an alternative? I had a
2: runner-up, yes. What
0: was your runner Actually,
2: I, I got a couple of runner-ups. I can see that, Dylan. Yeah. So a couple of runner-ups that I had, and it yeah. was basically based on where they're from. Um, Matt Damon was another one that I had. <laughs>
1: that was my I'm Matt up. Damon.
2: <laughs> the other one I had was um, Mark Wahlberg.
1: Oh my God, no, absolutely not. <laughs> just on the accent and everything. I think you yeah.
2: could do like, uh, like the New England accent. Oh, That's God, kind of no. where
1: I went with Chris Evans
3: and yeah. like, and I mean, I know that he's kind of got like some anxiety and stuff too. So like, if I like you listen to him, he's kind of an anxious guy. Like I felt, I felt like that could play in, and, and, and he's a good serious actor as well.
1: My runner-up was John Bernthal, the guy who played the Punisher.
2: Okay, yeah, I like that. That's a good plays, one. He plays all that. the cops.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does. In Walking Dead, he played Shane. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right
0: uh uh who's our next one that we're
2: gonna um well we did chief brody why don't we go mrs brody and uh we'll have uh dylan uh pick first
1: all right so uh as i kind of uh, i talked about this in the uh the preamble i uh wanted to not not go with an actress that was like super well known because like ellen does play sort of more of a supporting role so i felt like that would be kind of like you know, I'm not to, not to say that it's not a good role or anything, but like, you know, your A lister, it's not like an A lister spot. Like, I don't think they would want to put, you know, like Meryl Streep or Scarlett Johansson or Jennifer Lawrence or something like that in there. So uh, I went with Lori Holden uh, because I feel like she's a, a pretty good um that kind of you know good supporting actress she's always solid and everything she can play kind of like that role without it feeling kind of like Mm -hmm. you know like uh boring or bland or anything like that again also on The Walking Dead so she's been in a bunch of shit so okay
3: Sean uh this one I had trouble with I know I was doing last minute but I (laughs) I kind of wound up sticking with the MCU what and a I surprise went with, <laughs> i went with uh elizabeth olsen
1: i could see that okay she's a good actress I just,
3: like i i kind of thought about her and i was like looking at like i i like not gonna lie i was looking at like actresses in a certain age range and her name came up and i kind of looked at her not saying she's like you know plain or anything but i think she's um, I think off pod, Mike and I talked about like Mrs. Brody be, being kind of like a every woman sort of. And I, I feel like she's believable in that. Um, So, yeah. and I think she's a pretty good actress. So I, I think she could pull off the role. All
2: right. Elizabeth?
0: So I would add this, like I said, like Dylan said, that the um, the the character is very much... A supporting character. It's not Ellen Brody. It's the chief's wife. It's Michael and Sean's mom. Um, it, in the original John's movie, she really wasn't her own person. Um, she but was, she was still good. In the yeah, she was still good, but she was presented in relation to her family. right? Um, and, like I said, the more memorable scenes are them drinking a lot and wanting to get frisky with one another so i kind of figure she's got to be a milf right
4: yeah
0: <laughs> so <laughs> i i mean in, in the 70s i bet the actress yeah. who, who paid who played her was a milf so um i picked julia styles okay okay, okay.
1: Oh, i yeah. think that works
2: all
0: right
2: oh i i skewed a little bit older and my for like my my main pick for this one. And then I went younger for my secondary pick. So I'm not sure who I should go with, but I think I'll go older. Cause I think, I think this actress might uh, be able to play like with more, um, like of the, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, she should be able to like, feel more about like, um, the, uh, the oh my angst. God,
1: Mike. <laughs> I'm
2: just trying to think of the words the angst, the angst of, uh, um, like, like the kids. The yeah, like the kid, the kids being in the lagoon thing and all that, right? right. Mm-hmm. And, and being worried about them and all of that. I was just trying to think of how to word that. Um, so I, I went with somebody that I feel like has had, uh, roles like that before, uh, under pressure and whatnot. And I went with uh, Sandra Bullock, and I know it's a big actress, but I think that in like a supporting role, I think she could do it. I can see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I
3: mean, she did have to drive that bus. Right.
2: Right. And I feel like she, she like a lot of like a stress a stressful role, you know. And I think I think Mrs. Brody is kind of like a stressful role in, in this movie, especially. She's trying to take, uh, you know, keep up with the kids, and uh, you know, they're, they're, there's all these things that, you know, she she's all about the kids in this movie, and you know, granted, yeah, I mean, she cares about her husband, but really, it's the kids are her focus, and I I felt like that might be a good actress to play that part.
0: I think the only reason I wouldn't have gone with her is because she's significant, like she's. She's in the age of Quint. She's almost 60.
2: I think she could play younger, though. Um, so, but that being said, I went with somebody, uh, like a secondary pick, that I thought is actually younger and might be able to, you know, be in that role alongside David Schwimmer, that if you want to go skew younger for her, you could. Because I always felt like Mrs. Brody actually looked a little older.
1: Man, Um, David Schwimmer and Sandra Bullock. What a fucking match. (laughs) Um,
2: So my other pick, Sean mentioned the MCU, and I picked somebody that is, uh, well, was in the MCU, but is also um, a television actress, Uh, Kobe Smulders. uh, I had thought
1: about Kobe Smulders, too. Yeah,
2: I I think that she would be good, too, because I think she she has some of that, like, she can really – Play into the the those stressful moments, so I thought she might be one that's good. I like Who that better than Sandra Bullock. Um, Kobe Smolder, She was in. Um, she was she in means- How I Met Your Mother. She played. Um, she played um, the. Uh, I uh, never seen that. Robin. Oh, okay. And then she plays. Um, uh, She's like Samuel agent.
1: Jackson's like yeah. right hand lady in the Avengers. Okay. Oh. Yeah.
2: Oh, oh. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So she was kind of like my secondary pick.
1: My secondary pick was Busy Phillips. Oh,
2: yeah, that's a good one. I like that. That's a good pick. Did you have any uh, additionals for no?
0: No, um, I had originally thought maybe Reese Witherspoon.
2: Oh. She's pretty big, her though. Name, her name came
3: across, and I thought about Reese Witherspoon for uh, a bit.
0: I had also thought
1: about Tony Collette, but I'm like, no, Tony Collette's way too good of an actress to be in this fucking <laughs> role. <laughs> she needs to be in a better role. Like Josh I mean, the Revenge of the Remake.
2: I gotta be honest. I mean, if th- this is like a reboot, I want the cream of the crop in this movie. You know she what can I you mean? You pick
1: David Schwimmer.
2: Yes. He was in Band of the, Brothers. You he was excellent. For we're, not, we're not casting for Jaws the Revenge. We're picking he was excellent in Band of Brothers, where he was playing a more serious role. He was the drill well, sergeant with the
1: high yeah. he,
0: just, he just looks like a punched face. That's all.
1: <laughs> I like Schwimmer. <laughs> Poor David Schwimmer. Yeah, geez, all right, man. moving on.
2: All right, which which role do we want to do? Did you have any additional ones, Sean? Uh, no, I didn't. All right. Uh, which one do we want to do next? Let's do Hooper. Oh, man, this is tough. I have three. Holy crap. Um, So Hooper, I mean, as, as we discussed in the movie, I, I feel like he's somebody that's quick with a quip or a joke or just fast at the punch, right? And I, I feel like there's a lot of actors that can – uh, nowadays, that can actually really pull that off and pull it off well. Um, but there's one that I thought that might be a really good uh, choice for this, and it's um, Ryan Reynolds. I I think he would. I think he would do a good job with it.
1: Well that'd be <clears> one <throat> beefy hooper.
0: Yeah, I am. Um, yeah. No, maybe I, I I maybe
2: plumps up a little. I bit. thought
0: about Ryan Reynolds, but I also uh, realized he would be too old to play Hooper, because Hooper is in his 20s. He is just out of college. He is, like, his character, I mean, not just the actor, but his character is supposed to be, like, 24. So, well, I mean, and I mean, not only that, I think Ryan Reynolds would just chew, chew the scenery. He would just uh, devour well, anything this, else going I mean, on these about are, because, These are
2: uh, roles that are meant for chewing scenery.
0: Right, but I mean, I don't know that... I don't know, just Ryan Reynolds is the Ryan Reynolds show. I mean, he is very he's much... He's
2: Deadpool. Yeah. Yes. That, like, that's why I went with him, actually. He's
0: like, he's like Nicolas Cage in that aspect of... I don't think he's acting.
1: Oh, man, Nicolas Cage rules. I
0: think he's just playing himself. <laughs> Can
1: you imagine I think Ryan Cage Reynolds. Cage playing Hooper in the... <laughs>
4: Uh, (laughs) you're all gonna die
2: (laughs) 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 all right well that being said miss elizabeth who did you pick
0: so again i went with somebody age appropriate who um i don't know if you've seen but he actually does a pretty good american accent uh and i think would get the 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 naivety
1: a little bit of, of Hooper down Uh Daniel Radcliffe huh. oh
0: Harry
1: Potter
3: yeah not bad I like um, that I, if I'm going next I also went with Daniel Radcliffe
0: alright <laughs> Sean
3: yeah I feel I like you could kind of get like <sighs> I realize the characters don't have to look like or be exactly like but I like had and like sort of my mindset somebody who can play like a nerdy character yeah and i feel like daniel radcliffe could do that um but i agree i think he could also do an american accent very well um and and i think he could be very quick quick quick-witted uh with quips and stuff i've seen him on talk shows Mm -hmm. um and he's he's very witty and, and kind of funny he has like a, fu- uh, a fun sense of humor about him so i feel like that would play well into hooper
0: mm-hmm.
2: all right um, dylan, dylan that's wow fun. i
0: thought you were gonna like no,
2: them. Uh, <laughs> no i was I, all right dylan what do you have
1: that's i you went mean. with sam richardson um if you've ever seen veep uh he uh, he shows up later on in the show this is him And I just thought that would – I think he has that sort of, like, dry, somewhat snarky, like, comments under. And, you know, he's got, like, some youth, but he's not older than, you know, Michael Shannon or the Brody actor or whatever. Uh, Or at least he's, like, kind of similar in age. So I just thought that would be kind of a good update to it. And then my runner-up to that was uh, Charlie Cox, the guy who played Daredevil. I think he could probably pull it up, too. That's a good one.
0: Charlie Cox also uh, from Stardust.
1: I, I had
2: a couple of runner-ups. Did you Did you have any additional ones, Sean? Uh, just really quick,
3: though, on Radcliffe, because like, I was curious just now how old he was. And he's 32, but I do feel like he can play. Yeah, he's a believable, like, mid-20s.
0: Yeah, he's short, he's slight, he's, you know, uh, he's that nerdy, quippy, but innocent. Mm-hmm. Kind of actor so i think i think he would have been a good yeah i agree with sean yeah but you're uh runners
3: up mike sean did you have any runners up no no i just had that one comment
2: about uh Oh
4: okay. Yeah. did
2: you have any no so i had a couple more that i i contemplated um i i i thought like um for briefly for a second uh maybe like seth rogan
1: oh my god <laughs> wow <What? laughs>
0: He's the fattest Hooper. No. No,
1: no he's, he's lost the... a weight. Yeah, no,
0: he's thinner now. <laughs> oh, that's a 25-foot shark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, think, I don't or, think he's smart enough sounding to be.
2: Hooper. Um, I actually thought uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Again, if it was Leonardo DiCaprio 20 years but ago.
2: I think he could play younger still. He's no, our I, age.
0: He's so old. He's in his forties. He could be. He could be. Rowdy. Well, that's the
2: thing is, is I went. I went ready. older with. I went older with my Quinn. See,
0: that's I the looked up episode. how old each of the actors in the original Jaws was, and I tried to kind of. So I Quint wasn't going
2: to do age comparisons. I didn't have time for that.
0: But Quinn is like, if you think okay, Quinn is like late fifties. Brody is mid forties. Hooper is like mid twenties. Miss Brody is kind of maybe in her late thirties.
2: Uh, this is my fantasy.
0: Okay, it's your fantasy.
2: Oh, my fantasy. Uh, so, and the, oh. I went with Ryan oh,
0: Reynolds.
1: <laughs> oh, Ryan Reynolds oh. and
0: David Schwimmer in the same movie. Oh my god! <laughs> with Sandra Bullock. It's like it just sounds like fucking Van Wilder.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, Dylan, how about you give us your quip? All right. I kind of went with two in two different directions here, one with like a younger, a younger than Robert Shaw was and then someone who's probably like closer in age. So I figure with Quint, you need someone who's going to be like intense and take the role seriously and probably like stay in character or at least like just be very like foot like hyper focused on the role. And uh, this absolutely has nothing to do with the fact that he shops at the wine shop I work at now. Definitely has nothing to do with that. Um, But I went with uh, Ben Foster because I think he's a really good actor and I think he can do really good intense roles and really get like committed down to like, you know, getting all the details right and all that shit.
0: I'm not familiar with who that is.
1: I will show you a picture of him as I have done with all of the other people I've selected. (laughs)
2: Dylan has gone slightly obscure. <laughs> well,
0: I don't watch TV, so if these no. are people who watch TV know who
1: shows, these. so he was on Six Feet Under. He's been in a bunch of shit. Okay, I could.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It looks familiar. Yeah, with the mustache, grow out the beard a little bit. Yeah, there, there you see. go. There's Quint. <laughs> there you go. All right, what do you guys got? All right. Well, Sean, you're up.
3: Uh, I went uh incredibly well known and I feel like somebody who could get the uh the grit of the character down um I went with Tom Hanks <laughs> boo uh, right.
1: Tom Hanks
3: yeah I
2: I had him on my list too what right.
3: I, I can wow. see him as
2: the mayor
1: Hanks uh, I can see him as the mayor I am not saying that he's I'm not booing Tom I could Hanks. definitely I just don't see him as Quint. I could
3: see him definitely getting into the role. I could see him getting in the role. I've seen him in some grittier type roles. I think that he could get into it. Um, my other pick, uh just to kind of have somebody from like one of the movies, Dennis Quaid. <laughs> oh! <laughs> nice. That's good.
0: It might work now. Yeah, yeah. Uh because that my like so my prerequisites were um older grizzled or that could be grizzled intense uh and like do a good functional alcoholic uh so I went with Christopher Maloney
1: okay oh yeah I could see that he's a good actor too
0: like he's he can be very in, like he can also yeah. be funny but he can be very intense yes and yeah. grizzled and kind of yeah I think he'd be
2: really good. Um yeah, so I mean that Sean Sean took somebody that I, I know we had some discussions in car rides that we had, and Tom Hanks was on my list. But um since he took Tom Hanks uh for that reason, I'm gonna go with like my second pick. And I feel like for many of the same reasons that you picked Chris Maloney, I'm gonna pick um I'm gonna pick Johnny Depp. Oh, major boo. <laughs> Terrible. I like Ugh. I think he would I think he would do
1: a great job with it.
0: would he just be a really old Captain Jack Sparrow? <laughs> yes.
1: Ugh. Exactly. Would he try would he just be like talking about his fucking like trial the whole time? <laughs> Maybe. Ugh. Um I have a
2: I have a third pick too, who I think could do it because of just our life experience.
3: <laughs> I'm just imagining the the <laughs> like the trailer for like Mike's movie and you see the names flash on the screen. <laughs> David Schwimmer, Sandra Bullock.
1: Like <laughs> Johnny Depp Johnny Depp <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds <laughs> star. I'm, yeah, like and I think John. mine makes a little bit more sense. Michael Shannon. Sam Richards. Yeah,
2: yeah, a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of people who people are going to look or go, Who the hell is that? Everyone knows I, who they are. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. See, they don't because I have, or three quarters of the people that you've named so far, you literally had to show us pictures. It's not my fault you a. live L. under a fucking rock. You also don't watch fucking movies. <laughs> I do watch movies, but that you you literally had to show three out of the four people on this panel did not know who those people were. And you had to show us pictures to try and remind us of who they were. And, so and, you picked uh,
1: fucking Johnny Depp? <laughs>
2: and, and yes. And how the
3: hell is million... all Brody alive over here all booing Tom Hanks? I'm not booing Tom Hanks. I just
1: don't think he's quick. <laughs> yes.
2: Me, be, because because of the many of the reasons that Liz named for her choice, I feel like Johnny Depp could do a similar, a similar job. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I want to say my third choice that I had for Quint. You know (laughs) who else I think could play
3: grizzled and an alcoholic? And I feel like uh, kind of gritty. Um, I would even suggest maybe like Denzel. Oh, that's it.
2: You mentioned that him in a car ride.
0: I actually uh, actually thought Idris Elba. Mm.
1: Yeah, Idris Elba could do it.
2: Um, So because of life experience and whatnot, I also had on my list uh, Mickey Rourke. Oh my God! Yeah. Jesus, I,
3: You know, I mean, in the uh, in the Wrestler, yeah, yes, absolutely. yes.
2: If you've seen, oh, if you've seen yeah, Fine Cinema, cool. you may have seen the Wrestler.
1: <laughs> Jesus, my ba- right. my backup was Ben Mendelsohn, the guy who played the bad guy in Rogue One.
2: Okay, all right, I can I can get behind that. All right, so the last one that I picked, and I, I'm proud of this pick, is the mayor. And I think this guy would like just he'd be the perfect mayor for this, and that's uh none other than uh Jack Black. <laughs> oh my god, this movie.
0: <laughs> I,
3: oh my god, <laughs> movie add that is... onto the trailer thing, <laughs> David
2: Schwimmer, oh Jack Black, Sandra. <laughs> Come on, you need someone who's selling the selling the town and the island and it's open and everything's great. Is fucking fucking Kyle Jack Gass Black. from Tenacious
1: D gonna play the reporter so that like Jack they can have Black. they can have a Tenacious D appearance in there? We're gonna shred on this beach. Yeah He could totally do
2: it. And he would he would hit it out of the park, no question.
0: He would dig the, the suits.
2: Oh absolutely, he would rock those fucking suits. He'd look great at them. All right, who's your pick? Dylan's getting me worked up. I better check my blood pressure. Yes, yeah, I know.
0: Um, so, my mayor was uh, an actor I'm not a fan of, but I can respect who could, I think, play it. It's uh, Steve Carell. I could see Carell doing that. I, mean,
2: I, I like that pick, because he would be very much the same way as as Jack Black. I think he would just like... He yep, was, Steve Carell so, and
1: Jack Black. Two of he the
2: would same people. Show, <laughs> he would show a lot of enthusiasm for that role. I,
0: and I think he could do like greasy schmoozy really Well, good. get ready
2: for Dylan's pick of some obscure person that none of us have ever oh, heard of. Funny.
0: <laughs> okay, Sean, who was your
3: mayor? My pick. Uh, my pick, his name came up uh, previously in this discussion. And there's a uh, New England-Boston connection here. I think Andy showed in The Departed that he could play like a sleazeball character. I'm going with Matt Damon on this one. I think Matt he Damon as the mayor. mayor. My chief Brody. I think he can play a great mayor. I think he can really sink his teeth into a role of playing like a sleazebag. Think about his character in The Departed and I what think about His
1: character in Interstellar? He's such a piece of shit in that movie. Yeah,
3: so, like, I mean, what did we all say about the mayor when we reviewed the original Jaws? Like, he's a scumbag. Like, yeah. I think Matt Damon could play that up very well. Okay, I like it. Yeah. And, the, and there, there's a freaking uh cast that'll draw people to the theater.
2: <laughs> well, I think I, my cast would draw people in. Chris
3: I Evans, think, Elizabeth Olsen, Daniel Radcliffe, Tom Hanks, and Matt Damon. Forget about it. That's a summer blockbuster.
1: The theaters are open, and everyone's yeah.
3: going. Everybody's having a great time.
1: All right. Well, I think Sean might appreciate this because I, you know, I, I mean, Mike, I, I don't know if this is going to meet Mike's criteria, but I know Sean <laughs> likes Better Call Saul. <laughs> you going to go, so Bob Odenkirk? No, my pick for Mary Mayor Larry Vaughn was Patrick Fabian, the guy who plays Howard on uh Better Call oh. Saul, because he has that he has that
0: that voice, that sniveling, sleazy uh,
1: er, piece of shit that, voice. That's a good
3: pick. That's a really good pick. Yeah, yeah. And my
1: my runner up would be another fellow actor from Better Call Saul, Michael McKeon. Yeah. That's Mike loading up his gun to shoot me with.
0: No, that was his blood pressure gun.
1: <laughs> you know what? Or, I
4: mean,
3: really, Odenkirk, I think, could work, yeah. too.
1: I had actually thought Bob Odenkirk
3: for Brody. Well, that wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think the mayor, I think, would work. I, I think yeah. any of them could work as the mayor. I could see Odenkirk doing a more of a comedic take on it.
1: But he well, can still I mean, play he can, a he can do serious. He can do serious. Yeah. If he were to do Brody. So, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, either one of those I think would be good.
2: Okay. I, yeah. I have an I have an alternative mayor.
1: I, I'm waiting for him to be like <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh, no. No.
2: And I, I think because of like the uh, sleaziness of the town, and the possible mob ties and whatnot. You need somebody that might be a little slimy. So um I went with um Steve Buscemi as an alternative. I
0: actually yeah. did think of him. I did I did ponder him briefly. I
2: I'd like I I like either of those guys in that role just because I think both of them can have like that um um public facing front of just being a... you know kind of guy and then in the back being like i'm sorry a what kind of guy like public facing like be all like jovial and happy and you know hey i'm the mayor and then in the background going
1: yeah give me some." yeah that's that's what fucking eric adams does every day he walks out and he's like hey
4: i'm the mayor,"
1: (laughs) and then and
2: then goes around the corner and is getting handed some uh, hush money you know or whatever hey
1: he probably is doing that too
2: yeah yeah so, so uh, that, those were my two mayoral picks. Now, I, I, I've come to understand that there's some uh, wild card picks that some of you made. So why don't we make with those? I didn't do any because I worked hard on my, uh, my five.
1: Yeah, you worked real fucking hard.
2: <laughs> hey, I had a hard event and I still did this. <laughs> and I think I came up with a very good uh, uh, cast list. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing it.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to see it.
2: Mr. Obscurity over there. Oh, you piss Sean off
1: now. All right. Well, one of the people that I included in uh, mine was Meadows, the reporter. And I considered this actor for the mayor simply because he is a uh, well-known fan of the Jaws movies to the point that uh, he actually has a replica of the mayor's suit. Uh, and jacket with the uh, anchors on it, um, oh, but I feel cool. like he he doesn't really have the same kind of presence as the the mayor. So my choice for uh, to play in a smaller supporting role of uh, Meadows, the reporter, would be the comedian Paul F. Tompkins, and then my runner up to that was John Hamm because I just thought it would be funny to see John Hamm in a little role. <laughs> mm. Um I also mm-hmm. did one for. Uh, Deputy Hendricks. Uh, you know, really, it, this could be anybody, but I decided to, I mean, for me, I had some fun with it. So I went with the uh, comedic actor, Ike Barinholtz. And also, if anyone's watched Succession, uh, Nicholas Braun, just like a younger actor. He plays uh, the nephew of Brian Cox on that show. More people okay. that Mike does not know. Um,
2: Wait, wait, wait. Who was the last one? I, I've, I've heard of him.
1: Ike Barinholtz.
2: No, there was one prior to that. John Hamm. <laughs> no, 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 no. There I know a, who John
0: Hamm is.
2: I know who John Hamm yeah. is. He Paul F. The, Tompkins. He was I, I, yeah, uh, John yes. Hamm was also in the movie about the advertising executives, uh, or the, the TV show. The TV show. The that TV was a long.
1: That was a long movie. Mad Men.
2: Mad Men. Mad Men.
1: <laughs> Mad Men. Yes, I, I watched. I watched a couple
2: seasons of that. He was pretty good in it, but it got. I, I got tired of it. I watched all of it.
1: That was pretty good. Um, did anybody do Chrissy Watkins, the girl that, that gets killed at the beginning of the movie? Oh, geez, no. I, yeah, did. I didn't. I didn't do any
3: extra characters.
1: I did. No, but
0: I I can tell you who I cast.
1: I casted Margot Robbie in a small role.
0: <laughs> I know mm-hmm. who I would cast in in that in that opening scene. Who Zendaya.
1: Zendaya <laughs> just because she's young. Yep. I also went with Dakota Fanning. I thought that would be kind of a funny little cameo mm. by
0: her. Probably her younger sister.
1: Elle Fanning? Yep.
2: See, I know the Fanning. I know the Fanning sisters. I'm hip. Did
1: anybody do uh Mrs. Kittner? I did. Okay. I did I did one that you absolutely not know, but then the other one I you'll probably know.
0: Uh, for Mrs. Kittner, I did Helen
2: Hunt. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. For it's Mrs. weird, though, because, I mean, clearly she was young. Yeah. Right? But she looked old. Yeah. Well,
3: it's the 70s. People looked old. Yeah. Older. Uh,
1: I went with uh, an actress named Kate Dickey. Uh, she was on Game of Thrones. But my other choice was Linda Cardellini okay a lot of stuff a lot of stuff yes did anybody do Ben Gardner the fisherman um
2: yeah the fisherman no I didn't Um, no
1: I did I Ernest Borgnine I casted JK Simmons as Ben Gardner you think Ernest Borgnine is Ben Gardner (laughs) he's also dead
3: yeah too soon for many years I think
1: it was, Wait. yeah. It was like, no, I think he just passed away not that long ago.
3: Ernest Borgnine?
1: Am I thinking <laughs> of the right guy?
3: Maybe.
2: Not Ernest Borgnine. He was too old.
1: Uh, he died in 2012.
3: 2012.
2: So it's like only 10 yeah. years ago.
1: Yeah. 10 years. Uh, yeah. Alternatively, I would have gone with Nick Offerman, aka uh the dude from Parks, Parks and Recreation. Yeah, as Ben yeah. Gardner. <clears throat>
4: huh. Okay.
1: I could see that. Uh, I also, I did the Polly the police station secretary, but it's not that important.
0: You know who would be good in the deputy role? Who? David Um, Schwimmer? No, the guy that was in uh, Superstore. (laughs) In what? Superstore.
2: Oh, like the lead guy?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, I could see that. Kind of doofy. Yeah,
0: I forget his name, though.
1: David
2: Schwimmer. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you look him up. i also
1: noted that uh in a cameo appearance as the old corner guy larry david just okay. because uh oh. and in a cameo role as the estuary victim aka the legless wonder i went with robert england or jeffrey coombs who was in reanimator and then uh in in the original movie, the reporter on the beach is Peter Benchley. I thought it would be cool if they got Richard Dreyfus or Steven Spielberg to be in that cameo. All right. So that's what I did.
3: You know what I found maybe. out? Um, I don't know if I'd heard this before. or Maybe it's saw on one of the documentaries. But uh, that the voice on the radio, like calling out to the Orca or whatever before, like, Quint smashes the radio, that's Steven Spielberg.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: Uh, the person that I'm saying for the deputy is Ben Feldman.
2: Oh, okay,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, from Superstore and As Above So Below and.
1: Okay. Yes, this guy. And oh, he was
0: on Mad Men too. And then you know, not for not for nothing. Uh, America Ferrera would have made a good Mrs. Uh
2: mrs brody i can see that or a good mrs kitner yeah Hmm.
1: and so there we go i cannot wait to see mike's fucking version of of jaws i was about to say sean mike's version of sean (laughs) so
0: so the 50th oh my version
2: is sean brody (laughs) um Oh shit! Well, which which movie?
1: I um... uh, uh, Jaws one. He could be played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know
0: the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. <laughs> so you know, twenty twenty five Jaws, the remake, starring for me, Jake Gyllenhaal, Daniel Radcliffe, Christopher Maloney, Julia Stiles. Steve Carell and Helen Hunt.
2: I like it. Not bad. Yeah. Sounds good, honey.
0: And yours was a little bit more out there.
2: I thought it was good. Um, it was
0: it was just a lot of just a lot of people who devour like like people who carry a movie by themselves. So to have that many people who can carry a movie all by themselves. Is like, it's, it's, right. it's almost like we'll, too much. We'll just
2: go with all of my third choices. We'll go with Steve <laughs> Buscemi, Mickey Rourke, Leo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, and Kobe Smolders. How about that? There we go.
0: What I was like yours? that. I'll start, cast. I, I, I would All-star be more inclined to
1: see that one. That's uh, a Jack,
2: solid best. Jack Black, Johnny Depp, Ryan Reynolds, David Schwimmer, and Sandra Bullock. Oh my god. I think it'd be great. It's insane. It'd be a wonderful time. That's fantastic.
0: Sean, <laughs> what was that? What would be your
2: uh
3: let's see how many we credits? Got, we got um Chris Evans, Elizabeth Olson, Daniel Radcliffe, Tom Hanks, and Matt
1: Damon. Just also crazy. <laughs> Yeah, not as crazy as Mike's though.
2: I I thought I picked well. Maybe I was under the influence of something, or... uh, and I and I feel like okay. I mean,
3: none of them are going to overpoweringly chew up the scenery. I mean, they're all really great actors. Actually, I
2: could have been under the influence of something because I think I did this at Peach Fest, <laughs> <laughs> like secondhand, whatever.
0: And and Dylan. I am gonna say that I did not know at least most of your people that you chose, but again, I don't watch television, uh, or what television I do watch is BBC. Right.
2: Well, I, and he didn't even pick from BBC one; he picked from BB, BBC seven.
0: Yeah, he picked from
1: Dave. So mine would have been Jaws, starring Michael Shannon. Sam Richardson, Ben Foster, Laurie Holden, and Patrick Fabian—a <laughs> much more balanceable uh, 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 budget in terms of actors, I think.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't care about budget. Fuck that. <laughs> we
1: they're
2: they're gonna the, all those folks are gonna sign on, and then they're gonna go. Oh no, we're not remaking Jaws. We're remaking Jaws: The Revenge with you all.
3: Oh God. Now here's the thing: Do you get Spielberg back as a director, or do you go another direction?
1: No, you you get somebody else because it's a shot-for-shot remake. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm gonna
3: get um um senior Spielberg. Yeah, no. Well,
0: if you're going with Johnny Depp, you'll have to get Neil Gaiman.
2: Oh, I was gonna to say uh, and, or uh, Johnny uh, Tim Burton. Uh,
0: Tim Burton to direct it. Tim Burton's Jaws.
2: I think it would be great. I'd have to think
3: about that one. Tim Burton's Uh, Jaws. My God. With Danny Elfman doing
1: the music. (laughs) Quint just starts like singing Oingo Boingo.
0: (laughs) Who would direct mine? Um, I would want... He's 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 turned out to be a little bit of a shit, but it's a mostly male cast, so Joss Whedon.
1: Hmm, I would not go with Joss Whedon. know. Michael Bay.
2: Oh God! Wait, would you say Michael Bay? <laughs> yeah, that's who I was trying to think of. I was going to say that just to just to get Dylan raging more about my cast. Dylan, I mean, that sounds part. like
1: what they would do.
2: Dylan's gonna go with
3: like some obscure Hungarian director that <laughs> did a 1976 like snuff film. And he's like, Dale, how do you not know them?
0: No, he's a what? 1976
2: snuff film.
0: <laughs> he's gonna get. Who is the the director? Uh, uh, that's that's. No uh, one's gonna
2: be like, I'm gonna go with Ivan Vincenov.
0: No, the one that that's exiled, the one that lives in France that's exiled Roman Polanski? eyes wide shut.
1: <laughs> Roman Polanski? Oh. Yep. <laughs> no, he did, did he do eyes wide shut. I thought eyes that was. Wide sh- you know, no, it eyes wide shut Kubrick. was Kubrick. Okay.
3: Yeah. And Kubrick's been dead for like 20 years. I'm gonna get the
1: ghost of Kubrick to remake <laughs> John. <laughs> Can you imagine Stanley Kubrick directing Joss? It just like starts turning into like fucking like hallucinate like hallucination like colors and shit.
3: Three and a half hours. There's a guy in like a shark suit going down on another guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like, a wonder. It's a wonderful time.
4: <laughs>
1: it's like a mach- like the the machine on board is just like. Thank you, Bruce you've shown me what it's like to be human. And Bruce is just like, but I am also just a robotic shark. What does it mean <laughs> to live? And then there's just like a monkey with a bone beating it for some reason. Mm. And then Jack Nicholson shows up and he's like, hey, I'm in this movie too. Oh, Jack Nicholson. As Jack Nicholson
0: that. as the shark. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. Jack Nicholson as the shark. Isn't it, I think his nickname is like shark, isn't it? Because he's got like the teeth.
2: Oh, does he do? It? He's Brucey. That's
3: what he does when he appears. All that directed by Tim Burton.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Gotta pick <Great>. somebody alive. <laughs>
1: Can't be Kubrick. Well, this has been quite a ride and evening. Indeed,
2: indeed. But yes, uh, we'll continue on, I guess, with uh, Cruel Jaws next.
1: Yeah, I and, can't uh, wait to see what you guys think of this fucking movie. Oh, God.
2: Uh, so, yeah. Um, I I mean, our episodes for uh, Jaws 2 and 3, um, well, when you hear this, obviously, they'll have dropped. We hope you enjoy those. And, uh, you know, stay tuned to our social medias and all that jazz. And uh want to thank, once again, the lovely Miss Elizabeth for uh, sticking with us through these Four wonderful movies.
0: These one wonderful movies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and this fantasy casting uh, saga. And
0: I think, could we do like an all Quaid uh, version? Oh, like
2: Randy Quaid, Dennis Quaid.
0: And who's Dennis Quaid married to? Isn't he married to somebody famous?
1: I don't think so.
2: Can we just get Mary Lou Henner in there for some reason? Um, but
3: Cutting yeah Bo Bridges
2: <laughs> oh there you go he
1: can play Quinn. Bo Bridges <laughs> Did Jeff Bridges as Quinn. oh hey man <laughs>
0: <laughs> the dude come on as- man there's a Narragans in
1: here the dude, <laughs>
0: dude as Quinn.
1: <laughs> I think Jeff Bridges was actually like considered for one of the roles like in the original film
0: well, he would have been, yeah. uh, like, he would have been Hooper.
1: I think that's what it was. I could see him as Hooper.
0: Because we just had the 40th anniversary of Tron, which is my favorite movie of all time, pretty much. And uh, he was very young in that movie.
2: All right. All right. Well, what do you say? Why don't we get out of here for tonight? Sean, it's been real. And Dylan... It's been interesting to say the least. You've introduced us to a whole slew of actors we've never heard of <laughs>
1: that you don't give a shit about.
2: Oh, I do give a shit. I, I might check out some of their work. You should. Yes. I mean, if if they're okay by Dylan, they got to be okay by me, right?
1: Hmm. Uh,
2: but yeah. Um, I just want to say uh, thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where now with every meal you get a free manscaping.
1: Thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where our cocktail is a signature Bahama Mama. Mmm.
2: Tasty. Thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where we now have a Hoagie and Michael sandwich on the menu. Hoagie and Michael,
0: huh?
2: Well, yeah, you guys were implying that uh, Mrs. Brody maybe had a thing for her own son. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 Last, last episode was a sean and michael sandwich so this this is a hoagie and michael sandwich all right well i think liz is tapping out
1: i'm done. I'm, t- I'm tapping out too all right well y'all have a good night we'll
2: see y'all next time and uh looking forward to uh my uh starring uh movie it's, it should be great you're starring in the movie now? No, no, my movie with all the stars. No, with swimmer, With Schwimmer? <laughs> <That's> Schwimmer. <good. laughs> I wonder if you'll know how to swim in the movie.
1: Oh, I don't know, guys. There's no water in New York. <laughs> Joey, what do I do? Hey, well, it's me, Matt. Well, I don't know what the fuck Matt LeBlock sounds like.
2: Suddenly turns into Tony Danza. Ooh, how about Tony Danza as Quint?
1: All right, um, you're done.
2: Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs)